Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Radio Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 13. Picks against the spread, super locks, survivor picks, which we are not doing anymore because we are all out. Some free money, plus a cussed corner. Need to remind all of you to smash the like button for the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Help us time code the entire episode down in the comment section. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio podcast and play in the best tournament on DraftKings, the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League link is in the description. Only 2,500 spots this week. Fill it up quickly. $15 to play. Three max entry. No rake. Thus, making it the best tournament on DraftKings. What else do I have to plug? I think that's everything. I got some winners. Thank you all for doing the review contest. Pick three of you to win $100 by the time this comes out. You, if you have won, will have been contacted at Taverner underscore Thomas, at Christopher Burr with a K, number six, and at No Luck Chuck 69. I mean, if you're like 11 years old, that's going to be tough. <laughs> Jeff, I have a friend who was applying for jobs, and his name, and his email address was his first name, last name, 69 at hotmail.com. And this was in 2019. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, we still make fun of our friend for some old email that he like gave on some work thing. But yeah, I, we all have bad classic emails. Uh, there's no doubt. I've I have admitted to my first email ever, which isn't like... Um, bad in that sense it's just embarrassing all these years later it was a dm band 55 for like dave matthews band and junior, <laughs> junior sale <laughs> i said this before at aol it was like an aol addy but i think i had a friend um not me uh actual friend that had an all for blazon 69 at hotmail.com and I like actually was using that into the like 2000 teens. So uh, that that's pretty, pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, good. You got me giggling. I had a horrible week of football picks. So I like talking about classic email addies. Well, you won the week. You were eight and seven. So you didn't have, I mean, th- yeah, you were eight and seven. There we go. We just had a very bad late slate again. Once I added it up wrong, but I had you as the victor at eight and seven, me at seven and eight. Uh, the coin at four and eleven, and at five and ten, he of two lost free money plays last week. Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That's not my name. I mean, 
I know that because this, the nature of our show, we're only going to get a chance to talk about the Dave Matthews band three more times this episode. What, what, what do you think their best song is, Jeff? They all sound the same. Oh, like, don't literally go back. back at it. No, I don't even have. Honestly, like it's been that's such a past life that I can't even remember the last time I listened to music. It's got to be Crash Into Me. That's got to be their. No, best. I, that wouldn't be my favorite. That was a commercial success, I guess. For them. Oh, I, I, I see. You're one of those guys. Are you like Dave Matthews songs that that, that are the deeper no, track? No, no. Like, <laughs> I was into the, all, all of it at the time. Did a lot Dave of Matthews yeah. seems like the sort of guy like Adele is right now, where she's requesting that uh, Spotify doesn't allow you to shuffle her new album because it needs to be listened to in the order it was designed. <laughs> Dave Matthews seems like the sort of guy who would insist upon you not be listen. Able to you go, you go to like Jewish overnight camp, bro. It just it was just a way of life. I Dave. like Dave Matthews. I think he's a, I think the music's fine. No, Dave, uh, the, Dave, <laughs> Dave Matthews is horrible. Basically, every, uh, Dave, basically Dave Matthews is fish for Jewish people. No, Jewish people love fish. Oh, so I never got into that. The, That's they're, one scene. They're I horrible. Would... What? They're horrible. Oh, yeah. I don't get like the whole point of the crunchy tunes for like 48 minutes until there's any words or anything. That's a scene I never got in, got into uh, at all. Never. I don't know. I have a lot of friends who are into that stuff, though. Not not for me. Well, Dave Matthews might be the type of person who tried to pull an Adele, Tim, but I just don't think he has that sort of sway. <laughs> no, he doesn't have that. No, very few do. But just, I, I just, it just seemed like the sort of thing that Dave Matthews would have put a certain uh, technical uh, prowess into the way that that album ought to be listened to. And if you don't listen to it in the right way, well. Do you remember when we met you know, all, uh... all of those fish fans at Bonnaroo? Yeah, they were all stoned out of their mind, or they were old and uh, were probably stoned from years past. I don't know. They were all very similar. They were all very mellow, all very kind people, all very nice people, but uh, they weren't always uh, making the most coherent points. And like, I mean, you couldn't help but hear the fish music go on. They were just like one song. We go on for an hour and a half. It's like, yeah, all right, I guess this is your jam. It's not mine. Uh I was still stunned about the amount of people that like, I guess they must've been like deadheads back in the day, but now they just follow fish around all the time. I just, it really blew my, it really opened my eyes up to him. We went there. Well, I think that's true of almost every band that there are people that just go to every single Bruce Springsteen concert and go to every single, uh, I bet you there were Dave Matthews band people. I guarantee you there were yeah. people that went all to kind every, of all the bands, though. Even like band. locally here, band. I have buddies that oh, like, like eighty seventh hip show. Yeah, I'm uh, like, okay, that's been, great. Like yeah. eighty six of them were literally the exact same. Exact same. No, no exactly. offense. Oh, I've been to. And I'm not anti going to the shows, but yeah, oh. it gets to a point where people are like, okay. Been wow. to seventy four Metallica shows, and I know the entire set list. Well, then why don't you go listen to it at home? Why are you spending money oh. for the Wichita, Kansas, to go listen to Metallica play another song that's over? Oh. I got. Oh, I have friends that they literally would follow this thing that updates like set lists in real time. And it's the most annoying thing you could you ever hear people talking about it. Can you like, imagine being interested in that? I, I, I can't even begin to fathom. We would be out like it's just a normal Saturday night for us. We're hanging, but somewhere on the planet, like fishes play. It was like, oh my God, we just opened with so 
song I never heard of. Oh. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my God, Oasis well, opened. No, I'm mitt. a loser. About yeah, I was gonna say, in, in, in like, fairness to all, in fairness to all of those, of, oh, yeah, of all the, the shade that we're throwing right now, it's no different than all of our weird interests that we have. Imagine yeah. you were out on a Saturday night, and all of a sudden the Chargers were like, "Oh, Saturday night press conference," and like you'd just be having a meltdown. I bet your fish never ruined my friend's Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. And my buddy who like doesn't like sports because we're an eclectic group. He his joke is like when everyone goes to the concert, like not half the people are happy and half the people are sad. Like most of the people had a good time and they enjoy the encore together. It's uh, it's like it's better than sports. You go home happy. You go home miserable. I'm like, you're right. I do. I that's true. Well, the amount of either, I assume, just like you bring like a, an ounce of pot with you to one of these fish concerts, or you just upgrade and like you're on MDMA the entire time. So you know, you're, you're leaving with good vibes unless you're coming crashing down. But you just do some more at that point. Yeah, I think you got to do more than weed for some of these hip shows I, I, or uh, uh, fish shows. I will say it's been in the news that like this recent fish tour, uh, created some sort of like COVID outbreak. And it doesn't surprise me. The people that I know to these things, like they just sit on the floor the whole time. <laughs> in, in poorly ventilated rooms. I don't, I don't really know what went on, but yeah, apparently Listen, there was. Man, well, I'm all about the good vibes. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I you don't know. Imagine them, a lot of like the hippie dippy style people. The fringe people that are hanging out at every single fish concert. Well, I'm sure that we have made like, I don't know, eight Enemies. percent of the audience very, very upset with this interview. Oh well then. Thanks for the download. Give it five <laughs> stars on your way out the door. Bye. I acknowledge I'm weird about my own things and that's that's fine. I like I think having interests is healthy. No, sure, I, I disagree. No one should have any interests ever. Just leads things to heartbreak. People should be interested in the things I am interested in and only the things I am interested in. That would be ideal. Yeah, that would make things so much easier for all of us. Yes. All right. Thursday night game, Dallas at New Orleans. Mike McCarthy not coaching. Uh, he is out. Amari Cooper, not sure whether or not he's going to be back or not. Looks like Taysom Hill is starting for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it's four right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. And looking at it in real time, since we've started this show, it went from four to four and a half to four to four and a half, and now it's back at four. So it just keeps wavering beyond that number. I'm torn on what to do with this game because it feels like the Cowboys should be playing a lot better. Uh, we've seen two of their worst performances of the year uh, with, within the last month, and the Saints just seem like they're an absolute tailspin at this point. Yet, the spread isn't all that large. The Saints seem to be getting a ton of credit for playing at home here, but with Taysom Hill at quarterback, and it looks like Kamara and Mark Ingram are both going to be back in the backfield. Like They're getting closer to the full-strength Saints, which... I mean, they were a pretty good team earlier in the year. And if their defense can hold up a little bit, I can just see this being a really slow, methodical game. Like Dallas, essentially, since the first month of the season, has decided to run the ball as often as possible. That's going to slow down the game. Now that you have announced that Taysom Hill is going to play quarterback for you, well, that means you're going to be running far more than you're throwing. It's essentially like a an advanced Tim Tebow game. So they're going to be running with Hill, Kamara, and Ingram the entire time, which is going to shorten the game. Four seems like a pretty good number. I don't have a ton of confidence 
in this, Jeff, but I'm going to take the Saints plus four. I think if you wait around throughout the course of the week, you'll, you'll, you can grab the four and a half, but it might even go to five, five and a half by the time Thursday night comes along, especially if Cooper is deemed active. I'm with you here, Pat. I'll take the Saints. Uh, they got blown. Uh, their doors blown off as home dogs last week. I have more confidence in them at the moment, at least getting four and a half at home than I do Dallas, who will be without not just their head coach, but I believe multiple members of their coaching staff. And I think that that could be a, a pretty big deal. And I'm excited for, for the element of, uh, of Taysom Hill. And with the money he's making, I, I don't know. I, my expectations are that we'll see probably the best version of the Saints that we've seen in probably close to a month. Okay. The coin is taking Dallas, Tim. Are you going to take the Cowboys or the Saints? I'm going to take the Cowboys for a couple of reasons. First, I mean, and the primary reason, I think the, the line the line is a little too short. Secondly, McCarthy's fingerprints aren't on this game. That's a bonus for the Cowboys. It's Dan Quinn who's pinch hitting as head coach. Well, Dan Quinn knows the New Orleans Saints very well, has played the New Orleans Saints very well over the years when he was in Atlanta. I like him being in charge of this game. And yeah, the, the number's too short, and it's not a normal Thursday night game. Both teams have a full week of rest going into this game, so there's no worry about uh, the Cowboys having to travel on a short week or any of that. It's a normal, you treat this game like it's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday, and I, I like the, the Cowboys to cover a number that should be six. Okay. I mean, that's Could get there. pretty straightforward. This, hopefully this is a more entertaining game than that Monday night game, which was basically unwatchable for three and a half quarters, or the Sunday night game, which was even worse. Yeah, they were both terrible. Terrible. I never, I rarely do this. I went to bed before the end. Uh, uh, pretty much saw the end of the Sunday night. I went to bed before, like, well before the end of the Monday nighter. And I like to say I do that, but in the end, I never do. So, um, yeah, that game was that bad. I always just wake up early in the morning and watch the end of it before I check the scores. So I can just get a decent night's sleep and then I'm up early and watch the end of the game. You'd be shocked that... I don't actually influence the outcome. So it can still be a surprise to me. That is true. And you already hit your Gerald Everett first touchdown. So you were good to go. I'm the honestly, I, I, I guess I went eight and seven. Every game I bet last week, I got pretty much killed in. And the only reason I have a pulse in the accounts is because a lot of tight ends scored primetime first touchdowns in week 12. That they did. Giants at Miami to kick off the Sunday slate. The Dolphins are three-point favorites at home. 41.5 is the over-under. Tim, if you recall, you laid out this scenario about three, four weeks ago, I want to say, about the Jets' schedule and what they would have to do to make the playoffs. And you were like, hey, here's how they make the playoffs. And you laid it out. Everyone had a good chuckle at it uh, because it was never going to come true. Somehow... Tua comes back, and the Dolphins are doing exactly what you said that the Jets were going to do. I don't know what you want me to say. Yes, I mean, the Dolphins have, what, ripped off four or five straight wins. They have taken advantage of a weak schedule. Uh, I give them full credit for that. I, I, I don't think Tua has a whole lot to do with it. I think he's been helped a lot by a defense playing well, special teams really playing good. well receivers playing well, running backs playing well. He's been okay. He hasn't been turning the ball over a lot. Like he, he hasn't been hurting them, but I, I don't think he's been helping them either. I think he's just been third okay. down. I'll, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw this out to you right now. Oh, in the month, in the month of November, Tua was 
Number one amongst all quarterbacks in completion percentage, fourth in passer rating, second in yards per attempt, and first in winning percentage. Okay, great. Like, he's been playing fine. Uh, This goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago, which is that Dolphins fans are losing their minds about how good this team is and their path to the playoffs, and maybe they were right. I mean, they uh, there's a reason that every Dolphins fan I seem to encounter is really obsessively happy about this team. Great, okay. Well, they're going to win this game too. I mean, they're just a better opponent. Uh, they're going to they're going to beat the Giants uh, comfortably. I'm not going to be putting them in a tease because they're the favorite. But like, if you wanted to put together a money line parlay, you, sh- you should have the Dolphins in it. The the Giants are not going to Miami to win this game. I'm sorry. Uh, the Giants played very poorly last week and somehow escaped well, with a win. Uh, the Dolphins are just playing better football right now. The, the spread is too short. It ought to be Dolphins by four or five. Uh, so you're getting value on the Dolphins. Go take it. Jeff, Worry, do, you, get, do, you, do you see what he's doing here now? I will say get worried, Dolphin fans, because I will acknowledge he's so much deeper into a sprint than I am, but I could consider making Miami a super lock this week. And um, it's not even about Tua, who I think the schedule – And the stats, like those rankings, I don't know that he's playing that well, but what Tim is saying is totally unfair and insane to remove him of any credit with that incredible completion percentage, how third down is working, they're winning football games. But this pick and my liking of the Dolphins this week really comes down to how I assume the Giants will play against um, an attacking defense that the Dolphins are. And it's a shame for Dolphin fans that they slept walk through the first month and a half because their defense and special teams are starting to look like those incarnations of last year. And you mix that with a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over, that can make the right decision. Um, the stat that really isn't being talked about, but that might be more impressive to me in what Tua actually brings and long-term uh, viable viability is how he's like the best RPO quarterback in, in the league right now. So he sees that perfectly. That was something people, when he came into the league, thought that he would be the best from day one at. He's getting his feet wet at the pros, and, and he's looking good. It's nice to see him playing with confidence. But it's that defense and special teams against just a sloppy Giants team. So the Dolphins appear to be over their sucky, sloppy ways, and, and I think they can give these Giants a hell of a problem one thing though one thing could be interesting because it's nice like complete these passes beat these teams you know get hot could potentially leave Miami in the situation where like now they're back in on Tua and they don't know what to do with the offseason in these veteran QBs and we almost spoke about that being a danger zone for them after this year like he better either prove it or not prove it, but the worst thing would be this like wishy-washy place. Um, so we'll see. That being said, it's all systems go for Tua, who's also handled the bullshit of the Watson stuff and and him even acknowledging like that it bothered him a bit. He's handled it incredibly. So so good for him. And I would the, agree with that last point. The Dolphins could be a super lock for me this week, which maybe is a bad <laughs> thing, but my overall season record says you shouldn't be worried, fans. 
Yeah, your your super lock record. You went with Carolina last week, and I horrible. Up- I know. I upgraded them to my gold pick when you filled in on the Friday show for Cam uh, because that it, the Bucks line went from two and a half to three and a half, and I had the Bucks two and a half on this show. Thank God. So I extended my record to ten and two for super locks. You're now eight and four. Tim lost again. Not only did Pittsburgh lose as a super lock, they even lost on his teaser to blow that up for Sunday. He's five and seven. For the super locks this year. I'm going to go the other way on this one. I think that the Giants can cover, which means I think that they can win this game outright. However, three seems like the right number to me with the Giants having a live chance here. The Miami feels a lot like the Eagles did last week where, you know, the Eagles, oh. let's talk about them. And can they run the table? Can they go to the playoffs? Are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't think that Miami has entered into yeah. that conversation because the top end of the AFC is just so good right now. But I think they entered the conversation of people looking at their week schedule and being like, oh, they could they could be the seventh team. They could be the wild card team if everything breaks right. I don't think it's going to happen. So I can see them getting derailed somewhere along the way. And I think that the Giants could pose a bit of a problem offensively because I think that they're getting all their guys back. Like, Tony's probably going to play. Shepard's going to play. Barkley's back to being healthy. So I think, like, one for one, that the offense is going to be a little bit better, at least skill-wise, than the Dolphins have. I think the Dolphins will outcoach the Giants. Tua, I'd much rather have than Daniel Jones at this point. Uh, And obviously, the defense is much better in Miami. But I think it's going to be a very close game. And in a very close game, I think I want to take the points. So I'll pivot a little bit and go with the Giants here. It's the week before Miami's bye, and I'm just still a fan of Flores, so that doesn't concern me. In a game that I guess they have momentum for, I do totally see the parallels, though, in many respects to the Eagle comparison you made. Like, it finally feels like people, like last week, people we're like fully on like Jalen hurts. Like it's uh suck it Houston. You're not getting our first round picks anymore. We got our quarterback and, and I'm still a hurts believer. I don't even say, but you know, it seems like there's just a lot of, you know, the market might love Miami this week. We're all from Sunday night on. It's been like a, a nice <laughs> run of, of two uh, threads and stats and the carrier pigeons love to throw them my way and that's nice they're they're nice stats you should be it's good to see him playing with confidence yeah and miami's first round pick keeps getting worse because the the 49ers keep winning games so uh they're gonna be picking probably somewhere in like the low teens now in the first round but i don't know i just look at the giants losses and a lot of the games that they play like they've really struggled with elite opponents they got beat by 20 yeah. by the buccaneers they got beat by <laughs> let's see you know almost 30 points by the Rams, they got almost they got more than doubled up by the Cowboys. But the other games that they've played, like they beat the Eagles, they beat the Raiders, they beat the Panthers, they lost by three to the Chiefs. Like that's the that's four of their last five games. Like they're just playing close games right now. Like they're not good, but they're also not terrible at the same time. They kind of make the other teams play down to their level. So I will grab the plus three with the Giants. Indy at yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say that was a case I think we made last week with and vouching for Cammy's picks that the Giants in their weight class have played outstanding this year, like win loss wise. Um, you know, so I don't know. Dolphins, though, feels like that attacking front. Anyhow, Indy at Houston. Houston is an eight point dog at home, currently at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's 45 and a half is the over under. 
don't really know what to make of this. It just seems like lock in the Colts. The Texans are done by PFF. They're the worst team in football. They're coming off losing to the Jets. That's pretty embarrassing for any franchise in the NFL at this point. And the Colts, if they could have beat the Bucks last week, they didn't, obviously. But they, they were rolling, 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 and then all of a sudden they didn't have it anymore. And Wentz had a pretty bad second half. This just seems like a time for him to turn around, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Nothing the Texans can do, so how are they going to stop it? Um, is Indianapolis plus eight too easy, Tim, or minus eight too easy, Tim? I don't know if it's too easy. We're definitely teasing them down. They're the first part of a seven-point tease because uh, they're definitely going to win the football game. I don't know if it's too easy. It's a divisional game, and I hate to be on the other side usually of taking more than a field goal in a divisional game, particularly with, you know, Tyrod is not great, but he's not completely incompetent, and the Colts, I have a tough loss for the Colts. Tennessee's over there leaking oil, and the Colts really threw away a great opportunity to have a chance at that division last week because they've got to be a game ahead of the Titans to win it, which means I've got to make up three games, and uh, my goodness, it was there for the taking and they gave it away. And so they're, they're starting to run out of, of runway here. And that's, that's just a, a tough take. But I, I do think they, they, they win this game by 10 or so and cover. I don't expect them to, to route, but I expect them to cover. So you got Indy. Let's see what the coin says. May have to tail the coin on this one. Oh, the coin is going with Houston in this game, Jeff. Houston is tempting. They are, but... They're kind of like the, like, a- I I more- mean, they're the AFC lions. Like you only really remember the games that like they're somewhat competitive in and just kind of completely block out the games where they're an absolute disaster. Just like, do I have more confidence in them potentially backdooring it or them doing something really stupid and giving the Colts something? Although, you know, the Colts, like the Jaguars gave the Colts a really closer game than it should have been at home a couple weeks ago. I'm going to take Indy. I like how I, I, they'll respond after the loss, in my opinion. I don't see them losing. I guess I'll pick them to find a way to cover. But if there's more than seven games on at one o'clock, this might not make the TVs where I'll be. Well, we're in a weird run here in these early Sunday games where you have one, two, three, four, five home dogs of at least six and a half points. And, you know, some of them are going to cover, if not all of them are going to cover, because underdogs have been covering at such a high rate so far this season. The issue for me would be, like, how would you rate the Jets' pass rush, Tim, uh, versus the rest of the league? Not very high. No. Very and, poor, actually. And, and what, like 27th, 28th, 29th. What do they have, like six sacks and 10 QB hits last week against Houston? Yeah, they got home a lot. It was the best that defense has looked in, like, a month and a half. I was... One of the few things I was happy about last week. So I think that's, I mean, it's not that the Colts have like any sort of spectacular pass rush, but neither do the Jets and Houston still couldn't block them. So, and I think that the one thing that you're going to look for with Houston, as was causing problems for the Jets very early in that game, is that they can still kind of get home and the Jets have no offensive line. So it's pretty easy to get hands in the face and try to disrupt passing lanes. Whereas the Colts have one of the best O-lines in football. So I'm going to go with Indy here as well and take the minus eight. Got to find the spot to take one of these home dogs though. Maybe this is the one Detroit plus seven at home against Minneapolis or Minnesota. Sorry. The Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why I said Minneapolis. I don't think I've ever done that before. Anyway, Dalvin cook out at least two weeks. We'll get Madison in the backfield might encourage them to throw a little bit more. The Lions now seven and four against the spread, despite not having won a game so far this season. Um, do we trust the Vikings to cover a number this big, Jeff? 
they're playing a coach who sometimes tell makes seem like he doesn't know the rules. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I want to. I mean, even without Cook, that doesn't bother me. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Minnesota at home. Or sorry, they're on the road, but it's in a dome. The way Kirk Cousins is playing, I'll take Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota. Yeah. There's no yep. pass rush on Detroit. They let Dalton feel comfortable. Kirk Cousins, according to Tim, in the stats, like he's playing Rogers-esque at the moment. So playing like in better. this brief moment in time. Not he's like been, yeah, he's been this, a better quarterback than Rogers. Cause at this point, at this point, I don't know that I wouldn't take Kirk Cousins as, as, as straight up with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. It, I probably would still take Rodgers, but Cousins has been playing every bit as well. With, it, uh, with, it is absolutely not true. Just watch Aaron Rodgers pass the ball downfield versus watch Kirk Cousins. Okay, pass well the, the number. Ball so, so you don't believe watch, the numbers. I, I know. I do well, watch, watch the game. And what numbers are you pointing to anyway? Because Kirk Cousins had an abysmal Sunday. I think he's just talking about touchdown interceptions. I think just he's playing really good football. It's a road dome, like Jeff said. They're going to win this game. They're tied for a playoff spot. They're better than all of those other teams fighting for that last playoff spot by leaps and bounds. So they're going to get in. And uh, this is the type of game that if you believe as I do, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, you, should, you need to take them to win this game on the road, only having like seven. Great. Tease them down to a pick them. They're the second part of the teaser. And uh, yeah, I, I like them to devour this game. They, they have had such a difficult schedule and I haven't, haven't made as much out of that difficult schedule as they ought to have, to be fair. They, they, they certainly have had their struggles, but they have some soft games coming up and uh, yeah, they're, they're just a really good team. Like I can't wait till they play green Bay in like week 16 or 17 or whatever in green Bay. And the whole world thinks the Packers are going to the super bowl and they're so great. And the Vikings beat them again. Cause that's what they do. Well, that's fine. But the Packers will still win the division. No, it does look like that's going to happen now. It's again, because it's just a question of running. We're getting to the business end of the season and there's just not that many games left. But, you know, if these those two teams played in the playoffs, I know I would not be picking the Packers. Okay. Uh, yeah, take the better quarterback with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback, but uh, to, to put him on the level, like, it's, he's having a better he, year. He's not That's having a better year. Just watch yes, Rodgers. Just, wa- just, just, just watch Aaron Rodgers. Whenever he's, right. ma- when he's making the passes, and actually I blame Alan Lazard for a lot of this, but no one in football, there's no other quarterback, in football that when they're throwing a 35 yard strike downfield hell when they're throwing a 55 yard strike downfield the ball is just on the money every single time it's actually outrageous to watch him for just throwing from these like low arm angles floating it perfectly over everyone's head he's done with a lot of drops this year it's been i mean he has Devontae adams that's it they really could have used beckham they really should have shelled out the money for that i guess mvs has come back and he's been pretty good but i actually been super impressed with rogers especially since he's come back uh just the pinpoint accuracy that he's making these difficult throws with is just astonishing when you watch it in real time. Uh, but he's incredible. Yeah. I like Kirk. I, you know, I'm not Rogers is the best. I think no pass rush. The, the best will allow what? the Vikings the to play to their ceiling. Screwing up. What's he the best at? What's he the best at screwing up playoff games? He's been good at that in his life. What are you doing, man? What's he the best at? I'm just, I am exhausted with this narrative that people push that Kirk, that Aaron Rodgers who's a very good quarterback is like this godlike figure when no he isn't 
And outside of one sort of fluky year, he has struggled in big spots rather than succeed in a big spot. But I'm supposed to pretend. <laughs> You're the, you, you are the same guy who made the point about Kirk Cousins for the past four years that any time that they, you know, there wasn't a game at one o'clock p.m. that he just couldn't win because he sucks in big games. I'm not. That, the that was that, that was your point. Yeah, you're right. So again, it's what you love to do, you love to shift the argument to. I, I don't. Else. I, I I'm talking about the reigning about MVP. Who? Oh, shut up. I'm talking about the reigning MVP. Exactly. Who to I watch? Win. To watch is the far superior quarterback. And, and, and will you shut the fuck up for a second? Or are you just trying to talk over me so I can't make a point? Is that what you're doing now? No, I should let you make your point because you, you should. You should, you should let, you. let me make your point. So, reigning MVP, probably not going to win this year because you know him being an asshole is probably not going to do it. But he's still like third in the MVP <laughs> pricing right now. Uh, the Packers are probably going to end up with one of the three best records in the NFL. Uh, when people make their list of the ten best quarterbacks of all time, he is going to be on it. And there's a complete shift away from you. Like I said, the points you're somehow making about Aaron Rodgers having bad NFC championship games, this would be like saying, like, you know what, Kirk Cousins is way better than Donovan McNabb in his prime is essentially the argument that you're making. Well, I, again, and people will notice that what you've done here is you've tried to shift the argument onto terrain that you feel more comfortable talking about. I mean, the correct one? And that's fine. Of, of who's been, the better quarterback? I, this season, it's not debatable. Cousins is having a better year. All Jeff, time. Jeff, who would, Jeff, who would you rather have as your quarterback right now? I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I would rather have Cousins for this season. Of course I would. Of course I would. And so would you. And so would, and by the way, so would the Green Bay Packers if you gave them truth serum. So would they. They'd be delighted to pack him up and send him out and have Cousins the rest of the year. I mean, everybody knows this to be true. Come on. When you say well, everyone knows this to be true, I think that the most common comment that we're going to see down in the comment section is Tim has really solidified his most insane prize once again this year with this ridiculous take. Look, and I hope that Packers fans are really happy that I'm down on them. But I think this is the most overrated team right now in the NFL. There's no good teams, no elite teams. And people like to pretend like Green Bay is, and they just aren't. They have some significant flaws. They're on bye this week, so they don't have really have a, we don't have really a game to talk to them about them in. But uh, they need that bye because uh, they got some losses coming up. Okay. And Minnesota needs to win their next three because they have three very easy games. For- they do. They for do. their schedule. Uh, I like Detroit to cover in this game. Minnesota's covered this number once all year. That's it. Like, they just play clo- exclusively play close games, and they should have lost to the Lions the first time around. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with all of that. I just think that this is the, if you believe, as I do, that this Vikings team is much better than the record indicates, this is the type of game you expect them to, to put up a big a big score. I, I take your point, but that's where I'm going with it. I, I think overall that they are a much better team than their record has. And again, I'm not down on Kirk Cousins, but like, you know, he's the highest end. Actually, you know, he's probably a level above. Just looking at all the teams with all their quarterbacks, like he would be, I don't know, 12th, 13th on my list of guys I would want starting for my team this year. Like I'd much rather have like Joe Burrow. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You wouldn't rather have Joe Burrow? Like, would you rather have Justin Herbert or Kirk Cousins? In one game? Th- right. This week, who would you rather have playing quarterback? I mean, I think you'd have to take uh, Cousins, and I think Jeff would too in one game. Herbert's bit – I don't want to use the word regressed because that's not the right word, but he hasn't looked as good in the last month, let's say. There you have it, Jeff. Rather have Cousins than – He had through for almost 400 and ran for almost 100 a week ago. There have been inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, is something wrong with your mic, Jeff? No, 
I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Paul says turn it up a bit. Check, check. Oh, there we go. Now, now you're coming through loud and clear. Maybe you're just speaking louder. I don't know. So Minnesota for you two. Detroit for the coin and myself. Uh, how do you feel about our 49ers future bet from Friday, Jeff? Looking much better. Uh, that was a big, that was a, as Tim would call, a hinge game facing those Minnesota Vikings uh, who are they are competing with. So, yeah, Pozzola sold me and you on those 49er Super Bowl futures. So I'm 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 a 49er bandwagon right now. Yeah, the the, uh, the site that I betted at it was 60 to one. It's down to 28 to one now. I don't know if I go. I don't know if I'd buy into the 28 to one. The 60 was a pretty nice number though, because it looks like I mean it's tough to say this far out, but they're now the sixth seed, which is nice, and it seems like they have a game to play with. Philadelphia and oh Tim's Jumbo Jets coming off a big win, six and a half point dogs at home. 45 is the over under. Uh, Tim, I'm sure you're going to complain that you know this isn't fair because the Eagles lost last week and now they won't overlook this game. No, I, I don't think that's true. I think that the number is fair, but it probably should be a touch shorter. So I will take the Jets, but not with any great confidence. I mean, the last week was a tale of two halves. In the first half, the play calling was bad. Zach played terribly. He threw the ball like every pass was a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. He was careless with it, and despite the defense playing well, he just didn't look comfortable. In the second half, LaFleur called better plays. They used the run effectively. Zach didn't try to force the ball to places where it shouldn't be. They played better, and they took over the game in the second half. So I was just – like he had, did – once again, Wilson did not play well. Without Wilson – in weeks 8, 9, 10, 11, the Jets were the best offense in the NFL by the numbers. They, they were playing amazingly in that stretch in terms of like yardage and points. And Zach takes over and they scored 24 points last week and they, they, they don't look great. So I'm, you know, he's only played a few games, it's been five or six. I, I'm not in the, in the business of panicking, but was <laughs> I upset? Now he played on the weekend. You're darn right I was upset. I did not see progress last week in the way I wanted. I saw some in-game progress in the way that he definitely looked a little more comfortable in the second half. And they, they called plays that would work for him. He's still gripping the ball too hard, throwing the ball too hard and not throwing the ball with enough precision that needs to be worked on. Now, I don't know who we're getting at quarterback this week in Philadelphia. Maybe it's hurts. Maybe it isn't. Wait, why, why, play, hold on. Is, is, hurt, is hurt. hurt? How hurt is he? Yeah. I saw the report today saying his knee has been bothering him and they don't really know his status, right? So I don't know what we're getting out of him. I don't know what we're getting out of the Eagles. I just think the Eagles are going to play. This game is going to be close and low scoring. I don't know. This seems to me like a perfect 17-14 type of game. And I'm going to take the Jets because of it. I don't know who's going to win the game. I, I certainly wouldn't be confident enough to tease it. But uh, yeah, I think the Jets probably cover uh jeff you should have heard tim while he was sitting with paul and i watching the jets game how he was he wanted to trade he wanted to trade zach wilson for russell wilson and it made a lot of sense because he wouldn't even need to change the name on the back of the jersey it was getting pretty like wanted the coaching staff fired he wants zach wilson traded blow everything up and then he was like over the moon in the second half it was a real like bipolar situation going on watching the jets with him what a crazy person but like, no, don't worry. Like, they'll like be get, clinching that. Get rid of Zach Wilson was like coming out of his mouth. They'll be clinching their playoff spot in a year uh, in a show. In I'm a hoping so. Now. Yeah, it's it's hurts his ankle that's been bothering him. Okay, so I really like 
uh, the Jets this week. Pat, you mentioned in the previous game that you ain't laying this sort of number with Minnesota. I ain't laying this sort of number with Philly versus anybody. Versus anybody. And I've been back in Philly. They're on a, I rode that hot streak. I think I super locked them um, a bit in that. But no, I think this is a game where the Jets can hang around, especially if Hertz isn't a hundred. If if Hertz isn't a hundred percent, I think Wilson's going to look good. The Eagles can't get to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks tired. Quarterbacks good. If a quarterback can make plays, the Eagles will allow you opportunities to do that. Oh, I see. I disagree. Um, Philly's always in the backfield. They they don't even blitz. They just rush four guys the entire time. And the corners have started to become like. I mean, if Slay can just take out one guy, then all of a sudden, what do the Jets really have to bring to the table? The the problem here is that Hertz or not. I mean, I, I guess if not, it's going to be an issue if Minshew is playing. But the way that Philly has run the ball every week, except for last week, has been so impressive. And now they get the team with the worst run defense in football. Like they're going to run the way that they played against Detroit a few weeks ago is how they're going to play against the Jets this week. They are going to steamroll the Jets. Uh, I'm with Tim and the Jets. I'm not laying this number with Philly. All right. So it's just I'm the only one on Philly Island here that the. the Two of you in the coin, both taking the Jets? Okay, we'll see how this one works out. Well, the coin obviously doesn't watch the game, so he is an excuse. I don't know what I'm doing, though. Well, if the coin isn't watching the games, I, I let's see. He- heads for Kirk Cousins, tails for Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what the coin says. <laughs> heads for Kirk Cousins. So there you go. That's what the coin. Tim in the coin, loving Kirk Cousins right now. I mean, Tim is really, I think, just going off of the highly publicized, like very, very, very impressive Cousins touchdown to interception stats but i don't know is that like looking well that's not fair i was going to compare it to like i don't know i i i don't think that encompasses everything you need to know about rogers versus kirk cousins i would like we to all sh- know rogers could throw touchdowns wherever he wants yeah i would like to shit on cousins for lining up behind the guard but willie beeman did that too and he turned out fine so you know i don't want to cast too many aspersions on that one Cardinals at the Bears. Looks like Kyler's going to be back. DeAndre Hopkins should be back. It's now eight is the number. It it had dropped to seven and a half, back up to eight. We might get Fields. We might get Dalton. I'm guessing it's going to be Dalton in this game. Not really sure. 44 and a half is the over-under. This is the first time we're going to see the Cardinals potentially at full strength and ages. They really did the right thing here by making sure that Kyler is healthy by the time that they bring him back, that Hopkins is healthy. And they went two and one without him. So that just turned out to be fantastic news. They're still in the driver's seat in the NFC to clinch that one seed. Uh, I love Arizona in this game. The Bears cannot block, and they're going to have to deal with Chandler Jones and the rest of that blitz package coming at you. I I just think that the only way that the Bears can keep it close is Arizona's run defense is an absolute travesty. So David Montgomery needs to have like 27 carries for 141 yards. They need to be able to control the clock. I just don't trust them to convert on third down if they get in third and long. And if Arizona is finally back to full strength, everyone who's good on the Bears defense is gone. So the Cardinals should be able to take pretty good advantage of this defense i'll take arizona minus eight on the road love the cardinals here too absolutely adore them teasing them down they're the third part of the teaser yeah i don't see much from chicago here the only thing that chicago i mean i I should look into what the weather forecast is in chicago that's (laughs) the only thing that would dissuade me off of arizona at this point but yeah just arizona's come back coming back pretty much as healthy as they can be for an early december game 
the Bears, I mean, my goodness, yet again, after playing so terribly two weeks ago, then playing the Lions, barely beating them at the gun, just nothing to get excited about with that team. I mean, they do have a couple of playmakers in the uh, wide receiver. Maybe they get behind the defense, and, but I just don't think they can keep up at almost any position. And I, I, I like Arizona quite a bit here. All right. So Arizona for Tim, myself, and the coin, Jeff. I got nothing else to add. I like the Cardinals here. Uh, you guys kind of said it all for me. I, I don't trust Chicago even, even with these points, even with these points. I, I think um, Hopkins, Murray, I think they're, I don't know, they've been given the time off. So I expect them to play. I expect them to be healthy. I don't even care about the weather. I think it's supposed to be 55 degrees, Tim. Maybe I'm looking at 38 in rain, but whatever, like, who cares? Well, what, what if it's just that it's not gonna, it's not gonna be snow? So, well, if there was snow, dude, are you worried that they would freeze to death? No, just I don't like playing indoor teams from the west where it's always hot in their first game outdoor. It's just anyway, that would just be a reason maybe not lay the lay the points. That's all, all right? Well, and we maybe probably. Put them up you guys have heard me talk about Beam before. They're the functional wellness brand founded by former pro athletes that make products to help you pursue your better and push the boundaries of what's possible, like not being hung over as much, take some Beam the night before, wake up in the morning, feel great. It's fantastic news. But for now, are you ready for the best sleep that you've ever had? Because I am not someone who gets a great sleep. I'm not going to lie to you, but the dream powder hot coca now comes in white chocolate peppermint just in time for winter it's triple lab tested and has the ultimate sleep promoting ingredients nano cbd reishi magnesium melatonin other stuff which i actually have no idea what it is but i tried it and it helped me sleep really well and listen i've been trying to have the best sleep of my life and this is pretty close and as someone who has trouble sleeping it has been fantastic for me so it should be pretty fantastic for you as well. White chocolate peppermint dream powder only lasts for a limited time. So get it while it's hot. It's great news. If you subscribe now, you can also take advantage of Beam's best sale of the year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You'll get 40% off the first three months of a peppermint dream subscription, plus a free mug and a frother or 20% off a one-time purchase. Again, this is Beam's biggest offer of the year. And just like this new flavor, it's not going to last long. So head to beamorganics.com slash mayo. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash M-A-Y-O for 40% off the first three months of Peppermint Dream subscription plus a free mug and frother or 20% off a one-time purchase. Pause or cancel at anytime you're really going to enjoy it at least i assume you're going to enjoy it as much as i have enjoyed it in my sleep really does thank beam organics beamorganics.com slash mayo well we finally have a good game on this early site is this the game of like is this gonna be our main screen game this week jeff it so rarely happens that it's chargers at Bengals. chargers played in the early slate of games uh, three and a half for the Bengals dropped down to three and then wavered back up to three and a half. So this one's going right around a field goal right now. 50 and a half is the over under. Let me, let's take it away here. Can, can the chargers, I mean, obviously they can win this game, but they kind of need to win some of these games, especially against a team that they're fighting for that wild card spot against. Yeah. This all of a sudden became a game where they don't really have wiggle room, which was so frustrating about last week's loss where they literally like just a total letdown of 
pretty shitty effort that was I'm so frustrated. I haven't been that frustrated about a game all year, I guess, because it was a game I felt they should have won and and they didn't. Um, I feel like this game, there's a bit of a, a massive overreaction, though. The Chargers got their ass kicked. The Bengals look great in a division game again, and the spread goes from one and a half to three and a half. Um, but the Chargers have been inconsistent. They can't tackle. And while I say they've been inconsistent, I could have the concern that, yeah, they're inconsistent, but they might also just be mediocre. Um, you know, I've spoken many times that I think this team is, you know, has some critical flaws that are going to prevent them from getting where they, where they need um, to be. And that game was there for their whole taking. Like the final score, it wasn't nearly that one-sided. Um, the Chargers had the ball like a seven and an eight-minute drive, and I don't think they scored any points to start the second half. Their defense completely suffocated Denver as they should for a middle portion of that game. And then finally they relented and then, you know, Herbert Eckler missed time. I, you know, he thinks he's going to move. Herbert thinks he's going to stay still. And then the, the slant gets, you know, popped up for, for a pick six. I don't know though. Uh, like uh, Kenneth Murray played nine goddamn snaps. Like we bust. We're just done. Go fuck yourself. Jerry Tillery, get the fuck out of here too. Go back to COVID list, pal. We bring in these no-namers versus, versus Pittsburgh on Sunday night. We're showing some effort up front. You suck. So the roster construction appears to be an issue. The depth appears to be an issue. I don't know. Three and a half, though, seems like a massive over overreaction. And to my understanding, the Bengals don't blitz a lot. And that's how you kill Herbert. You don't want to blitz Herbert. You're in big trouble. So oh, it could be a close game. I really wish I had some wiggle room in my heart. Like seven and four really could have not had this pressure packed game. But it's, it's December. You wanted. Remember week one last year, you were licking your chops at this game. Yeah, that was the Bengals off having first overall pick. They're a much better team today than they were in the summer of 20. Well, so we the Chargers, they have players that weren't on that roster in week one. Yeah, of course. They even have a different quarterback. But yeah, I, I thought a healthy Derwin, a healthy Bosa, Joe Burrow's first game, that was going to be like Taker and Kamala at Wembley Stadium. But Burrow... Something happened. Oh, yeah. Bosa and Derwin might not even played that game. And I called it off and they yeah. still won. They still won on the road that game. I don't I know, That's an irrelevant week one Chargers Bengals from last year is literally the most irrelevant like comp game in the history of time for what there is today. They're so much farther along in, in, in where they are as a team and a program. And the Chargers have obviously a brand new coach and a different and the quarterback playing. So you can't take anything um, from from that game. Really, really hate to say it. Really, really would have liked to have been able to see Monday's presser this week. Because <laughs> it was for the first time where it felt a little less informal and more of an agitated coach from some of the short transcript bites I get from guys on the beat. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just average. It, it, that's a game that like totally knocks me down like a peg and a half mentally. You know, back in the 90s, you used to be able to send money into networks and they would send you a <laughs> printed copy of the episode for that week if you wanted the script. Maybe you should be able to send the Chargers to Venmo them some cash or whoever that's done these days yeah. online. And they could send you a printed copy. Of the thing is, by the time yeah. when by the time I get the Wednesday like twenty five minute presser, I'm sort of over not having the Monday one. But man, I'd love to just have that Monday one. I, I really would. But whatever, I don't want to lament that. I don't know. Joe Mixon gonna be a problem. You think if we don't have Asante, a but the spread seems high. I don't know. Now it seems like an overreaction game and a spot for the Chargers, and my confidence is low. My confidence is high. They really disappointed me. My confidence is low. I don't know. I, I, I don't even feel comfortable saying it. I almost thought I'd take the Bengals this morning, but I just can't do it. So give me, give me the Chargers. It does feel like the Chargers are being a bit undervalued in this spot, just based off what happened last week. Because going into, what was it, last week, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, Cincinnati beat the Raiders, but, oh, you know, they're not all that great. Then they come out and just, they lay a shit-kicking on the Steelers, and all of a sudden, the Bengals are back. But this is also the same team that lost to the Jets, let's not forget, and got absolutely worked by the Browns, like, three or four weeks ago, whatever it was now. So I actually am going to take the Chargers here. The one issue that I have is where you really want to get the Bengals is a lot like the Chargers. You want to get them on the ground. Uh, and the Chargers just can't do that. I mean, it's one of the reasons that Herbert's been running more is that the offensive line is breaking down a little bit. He's taking off injuries, but yeah. in injuries, but like Eckler is a good running back and he fits what they want to do really well, but he is not someone that's like, Oh man, we need to ice the game. Now let's turn around and give it to Austin Eckler. Like he's just not that guy. And I don't know if it's him necessarily. It's the play calling the telegraphing or just the offensive line isn't all that good, but you need to run downhill on the Bengals and really get a lot of pressure up front. That's what the Browns were able to do so well on them. Just run the ball at will, get in Burrow's face, make him make a bad decision, then play from ahead the entire game. That's been the recipe to beating the Bengals all year long. I just don't know if the Chargers can do that. The half point just seems like too much. The three seems like too much. When I was doing my early spreads for this game, I had it Bengals minus two. I'm getting a point and a half, so I'll pick the Chargers here. I don't love it, though. Before Tim goes, I just want to say something because people are really shitting on the offense and like, it's all about scoring points, Pat. Like that's the only place that they struggle. Every <laughs> single metric. They're like, top... <laughs> well, no, I don't get you. You're DVO. They're second in DVOA. They're like the plays per drive, the time per possession. They just, they gotta just find, I don't know. Like, I don't know. They possess the football. They don't really have a problem with that. So I'm not one of these people that wants to jump on like Lombardi as a play caller or, or the offense. There's just in inconsistencies and, and some levels of, of God damn it. This Parham can't take this go a game without two crucial penalties. Parham. <laughs> like you all see this fun guy that makes your catches. But you don't notice when the ref calls fucking 89's number. <laughs> well, they have like five other tight ends now. I know, and I don't mind it because they can't trust this guy to line up properly, to not hold somebody. Maybe it's just a charge. Catch the ball and run hey. like a, a gazelle, but 
but but that is that there's a problem like we can't trust him and, and these ticket like a, it's 14 7 we make this incredible screen pass to Eckler to get a first down which I believe is a first and goal and Lindsley's not even a nose hair Offensive line downfield, my ass. Like, I'm not here to ticky-tack holding. That's all to the rest beholder. This all this downfield stuff, it's a factual fact. I just you just put the mirror to the NFC and you have the Vikings staring back at you. There are drives where they look absolutely unstoppable, and then they go for like a quarter and a half. You know what the fuck that they're doing. Uh, the Chargers just, yeah. they're like that. You watch, you're like, how, does, how do they not score a touchdown every time they have the ball? It's a, lot, it's a lot like the Chiefs when the Chiefs are running good. It's like, man, how does anyone stop this? And then all of a sudden, I mean, at least with the Chiefs the past three years, very rarely would that just continue throughout the course of the entire game. Eventually, I mean, they, they would just get the, the ball every the time Chiefs and score. The Chargers rank first and second in number of offensive plays per drive. Um, they're great at, at fourth and fifth and TD drive percentage and first and fourth and first down conversion percentage. They're doing a lot of things that the Chiefs do. We're just not scoring points. So, like, I think Tim giggled when I said, I don't really want to blame, like. Lombardi's, okay, look, I'm not the expert on the Chargers that you are, but I have watched, I watched them all two weeks ago, and I watched a lot of their game last Sunday, and I thought Lombardi's play calling was uninspired, to be kind. Maybe, yeah, we got to get guys going. We got to get guys in a group. In this game. Uninspiring, I'll take that criticism. In this game, it comes down to the fact that the Chargers cannot stop the run they can't and, fucking tackle and mixon we should have a massive day i'm sure he'll be the most owned person in dfs and that's for good reason because the chargers cannot stop him and can't will not him. stop can't him tackle can't this tackle will, can't this, tackle can't tackle no well and that's not going to change and, 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 and if you go ahead and try to clam up the box to prevent mixon then chase will absolutely eat your lunch deep this, this is a very I, I think that the Bengals happen to be just a very bad matchup for the Chargers. I think they match up very well with some teams. They match up very poorly with others. This will be a bad matchup for them. I like the Bengals quite a bit here. Give me the Bengals. I guess I'm confident that you like the Bengals, but I don't really <laughs> disagree with a lot of what you said. They got receivers that could spread us out and they could attack our CFLers or they can run the ball and we can't tackle. So yeah, I don't know. We got to score. Like every metric says we should be scoring. We're not scoring. We possess the ball. We convert the ball. We own the ball. We can't score. I think what you need to do is get a consultant. You need to phone Burt Reynolds from 1976. He'll tell you how to score. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess call me Kevin James and get me my Will Smith. Like I need a a, a whatever. Like uh, We can just call you Paul Blart if you want. Sure. I don't, I don't care. And there's things I want to say, but I don't want to put them on film, but there are things happening on third and nine on my defense that I don't give a shit. What? I I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And you shouldn't let's move on. I'm not doing it. Save it for, save it for five. What could be so we are, I feel like third and long against us. We are showing something on defense that lets you know, like the screen will be open for 15 yards or just run the draw for fucking 14 yards. Like, I don't know, but whatever we're showing on third and nine, it's like teams know what we're showing and they're getting it for fucking free. 
Well, I think and that's the, how I, you ruin Hanukkah night <laughs> one. Good thing it's there's eight of them. I, I well, I mean, they could ruin it again on day eight too if you're not careful. But I don't the game know. will be over at least I, by I, sundown. I, I I don't know if they're necessarily tipping their plays on defense or the offense could just look like it. You said as a bunch of CFLers be like, oh, we can run any plays. This is fine. Don't worry. Yeah, about you it. avoid Derwin. You go to the other side. Of Bosa's been amazing too. Like amazing. There's nothing, I don't know. I guess we're playing two on nine. And, and it's, we got a first round pick from last year taking nine goddamn snaps. We got fucking Jerry Tillery playing more snaps than Justin Jones. I got bigger problems than not having Monday press conferences now. Okay? That's good. You were living a privileged life with the Chargers for a I few was. Weeks. I was. And now it's December, and I don't want. I thought I could go another week or two without this feeling. I thought I could avoid this feeling until that Chiefs Thursday nighter. No, I thought this team could avoid a long losing streak. I don't know. Like I thought the schedule we would avoid like any three game losing streak. Now it kind of feels like something could be in play here. So I I, I don't I don't know, but buckle the fuck up, boys. Tim. Just like when the Jets are really bad, the Chargers going on a losing streak after like a big winning streak is the best thing that could ever happen to this show. I I hope for Jeff's sake that they can turn it around, get into the playoffs, have a first round upset, make a run. But this is really where we need to be with Jets and Chargers talk on this show. Well, see that you're a sadist. You enjoy when his team struggles and my team struggles, but I I, I don't. I, I I sympathize with Jeff, and I, I wish that I could pick them this week. But I, you I could just think if you wanted were- to. I just don't think they match up very well whatsoever for the Bengals. Uh, and I, I have to be honest with the people and think that I just think that the Bengals should win this game. And, this must uh, be the biggest total on the board, right? Uh, no, it's actually the same as this next game, which is Tampa Bay and Atlanta. But Tampa Bay happens to be favored by 11 in Atlanta this week. Uh, Bucks are five and six against the spread. Same as Atlanta, uh, which just kind of blows my mind because it feels like the lie. It feels like, I guess, when the Bucks win, they tend to win by a bunch in my mind, which is just not true. It's just me, mis- me living my own truth and misremembering what has happened. And then with the Falcons, like... Doesn't it seem like the Fal- I guess the Falcons won last week against the Jags, which is, I can't believe I switched my pick to the Jags after going through why Atlanta was going to beat the Jags because they beat every team that's like lower than them and can't beat anyone else. And that's exactly what happened again. But it feels like when they lose him, they just lose by a bunch. They do. But I am old fashioned and stick by principle. And if I'm seeing double digits in division, I got to just instinctively take the underdog here to cover, particularly as you said underdogs have been covering this season at, a, at an outlandish rate and the Buccaneers while they are of course a very good team they too play close games against bad teams and so it would be no surprise I think for the Buccaneers to win this game like 23-17 or something and that's sort of the way I, I have it laid down I like the Falcons to cover this game I think the, but I do not think they're going to win I think the Bucs will do just enough to get through as it I mean I, I hate to call it a division game a look ahead because it's not a look ahead but they have Buffalo next week. It's a marquee game, America's game of the week, et cetera, et cetera. Just got to get through the Falcons. It's indoors, which, of course, is an advantage to this Brady team. You'd think that would be more comfortable confines. But if it turns into a shootout, you know what? I think Atlanta's got the got the, the firepower. Oh, to, I, 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 I do not know about that, sir. I do not think Atlanta has the firepower to oh, go toe-to-toe to in a shootout. You have, you have Patterson. You have Pitts. That's it. I, I think Stop. It, Okay, but you know what? That's kind of all you need to like. It's not like the, it's not like the Buccaneers' secondary 
who's rolled out no one you've ever heard of these days to play cornerback. Uh, and the guy they do have out there, Murphy Bunting, is just – I have not seen a team take advantage of a cornerback the way that Indianapolis did against him over and over in quite a long time. So, yeah, if, if this comes down to a throwing game, the Buccaneers can easily be, be gotten to in, in a close one. Either which way, I think it's going to be a I, – I think it'll be within 11 points, so I like the Falcons. Uh, the coin agrees with you. I do not. Just looking back at some of the Bucks' wins this year, like when they play inferior opponents, they tend to beat the shit out of them. I was. Uh, Cowboys, two-point game. Falcons, 23-point win. Patriots, two-point win. Dolphins, 26-point win. They beat the Eagles by six. They beat the Bears by 35. Uh, they lost to the Saints. They lost to Washington. They beat the Giants by 20. They beat the Colts by six. Like, I, I would put Atlanta as probably the worst team that they've played so far this year. Like, there's no real difference between the Falcons and the Bears at this point. So, I, I just think Tampa gets right here. Antonio Brown's probably back in this game. First time that they'll be on full health on offense in ages. Uh, and Brady, you know, he's got to pad some stats here. He let Fournette do all the damage last week. He needs to get up going. You know who's probably going to we we have our friend, Jeff, in our group chat who has now quit gambling after four horrible weeks. Oh, yeah. In, in a same row. Guy who's got the, bet, the same fellow who's got the $1,000 bet on Brady to break 6,000 6, yards. yards. I, I, so he needs Brady to start throwing for like 600 yards a game here. Uh, he's probably not feeling too good about the 6,000-yard bet he made six weeks ago. Uh, I I like Tampa here. I'm not overthinking it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They put 30 uppers Indy last week. I don't think it takes that nearly that much to cover. And, and he's quit like. betting in the same way I've quit having DCs. Yes, yeah, he'll Which be back. Sick. Not at all. Yeah, no, he he was still playing this weekend, so we'd be good. All right, brings us to the midpoint of the show, which means it's time for a cuss corner mini cuss corner. It's cuss corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner, Cuss Corner. <laughs> okay, so I almost feel like there's various topics we could talk about. Okay, we're not, okay, can, can I throw this out? We are not talking about parkour with you. We're just not doing it. Well, that wasn't what I was going to bring up. Okay, because I will settle That's that because I saw you put that on Twitter, whether parkour is hard or not, and whether or not you could do it. You are the same person who can't walk down the fucking steps at his house because they're too icy. So so Paul's put it up. At, I never talked about me once in the tweet, by the way. I just said, is parkour as hard as it looks, or could the average person pick it up quickly? And I ask, is it as hard as it looks? Because I've been watching some of the TikToks and the YouTube vids of people doing parkour, and some of the stunts seem so outlandishly dangerous that I figure like no one's actually taking these type of risks and it actually must be like a magic trick or there's some sort of prestidigitation going on here where it actually is kind of easy because no one would take this type of outlandish risk to jump off a bridge onto a little pole or whatever. So I was just asking whether the average person could do parkour. I, I don't know. I really think that the answer is no. Could. But I, but I am ignorant to this fact, and I was just asking questions online, and people went crazy about it, saying, oh, you think you can do parkour? Well, no, I didn't say that I could do it. Other people What do you think that the point of putting that out was, Tim? Did you just want the attention? No, I was curious as to whether this is as hard as, I, as it looks. It could be one of those things that's actually a little easier than it looks, 
or it could be like, as you always claim, American Ninja Warriors, like fixed, that it's actually not as hard as it looks at all, that it's all produced, that people aren't actually jumping off bridges onto poles. Oh, hold on. That- I, I actually never said that. I, people are doing the American Ninja Warrior stuff. It's just, it's fixed. It's like wrestling. People are still doing the wrestling stuff. Well, but they are and they aren't. Like, they're not actually making actual contact with people's heads with stuff. Like, they know how to throw fake punches or whatever. That's not how wrestling, saying- that, that's not what happens in wrestling, by the way. Sometimes it does. Anyway, uh, we don't have to talk about parkour. I, I'm just asking questions of whether I think the average person could do it. I also didn't assume myself to be the average person in terms of that physicality. I was just asking if it's as hard as it looks. And people went uh, went wild over that. I wanted to talk about somebody on this show who said something so outrageous that it made my blood boil. And for it came up because somebody tweeted, I can't remember, I may have been Levitan, I can't remember who said that the 12-hole match between Brooks and Bryson was great because golf should only be 12 holes anyway. And then somebody on this show who's wearing Tiger Woods' sweater at the moment, for those of you just listening to the audio-only feed, said, I don't agree with you. 14 is the perfect number for golf holes. And it's just such a ludicrous statement. And I, I assume the reason has to be that Jeff gets tuckered out walking up the 14th fairway and just, you know, uh, close enough to the club, but golf should just really be over here anyway. Because you know who needs those last four holes? Like there, can't wait it, to rebuttal this. Like initially, sure, you can say that the setting of eighteen holes was an arbitrary. You're decision. arguing against the sky right now. I'm but, just gonna warn but, you, okay? Yeah, but but <laughs> once it's up. Well, but once it's set, that's the number. Okay, but you're the, so were, were you just saying things to say things online by saying you think that golf should only be 14 holes long. Like you'd like to destroy the entire history and the rhythm and everything to do with the game and all the courses that have built around the world to satisfy what you being tuckered out after uh, the 13th green, like explain to me how you, uh, someone who loves golf and I know you do could possibly make that statement. Gee, I wish NFL games ended after the third quarter. That's not football, right? Hold on. Hold on. I, I actually want to jump in here because Jeff is still losing his mind. Uh, laughing about this because well, he knows so much. Is. Je- Jeff, Jeff isn't insinuating that professional golf events be less than eighteen holes, but I kind of agree with him. Like there are certain courses around here that sell packages. Like you, when you buy it, you don't necessarily buy a round; you buy eighteen holes. And if you only want to play twelve that day, you can go play six the other day. Some people just don't have time. I mean, yeah, so finding I, five I five so. hours to go play golf, a lot of people can't do that. Some people want to play seven if that's all they can get in. Maybe they can't play maybe they have a little bit more time but can't play 18 they want to play 13 i see no problem with that this is such a bigger i think discussion um in many ways and and i wasn't i mean i don't even know i'm one of these people oh i am the most adaptable chameleon on the golf course you've ever met but my buddies want to like play the hardo version or you end up with a guy at your club or something who like, God forbid you step in his line. Like I'm very self-aware, like who I'm, I want golf to be whatever people want it to be. I actually hate how Tim portrays it. Um, Whatever you're into, I want you to do. I know there's a lot of courses now or newer developments, Tim, that whether it be land um, purposes are making like 12 or 14 whole courses and then sort of having a wraparound with just different tee boxes to potentially lit, give some holes that you might play again uh, a different look. 
Um, but but I don't know. It's a long day. And if that you want to play seven, crazy. you want to play nine, you want to play 12, you want to play 14. I, I don't know. I what want everyone to choose their own adventure with what can with what makes golf their thing. No, but see, so, golf doesn't lend itself to that type of, uh, you know, free to be you and me lax. No, golf is a structured rule based regimented i i can't stand that like that is what golf to like golf is to like that part of it otherwise you don't really no it's it's all part of it all part and parcel of golf you take it all or you don't take it no because like sometimes like i said i'll play with like the most insane guys who like everything is by the book and they'll call anything and then i'll play my buddies who buddy we're just ripping fatties on like the seventh hole and like greening out by 14. So like, I, what do you mean? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It could be there's whatever I want it to between, be on that there's, day. There's a big difference between deciding to play stroke and distance or not and changing how many holes of golf that a round should consist of. These, these are not differences in degree. These are differences in kind. To say that it's 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 the same as, I, I don't know. I it's, disagree. It's a long day. Some of these places people aren't, you know, don't play nine. have to go a long, a long way. I, I don't know. If courses wanted to accommodate people who wanted to just have time for 12 or 14, and if new layouts were sort of having those certain holes closer to the clubhouse than in previous designs to make that more of an accommodation, I I don't don't think that's horrible. I I don't. I think that's hideous. I don't want to live in that world. If you don't have the time, I get a play nine. I want you to play whatever you want. And and I am... Turn yourself down now a little bit, Jeff. Now you're really loud. Then those numbers don't count towards your handicap. Who cares, Tim? You you don't even keep track of your fucking handicap. What do you care? I kept track of my handicap when I was a member. So one year in your life, you've kept kept track of your handicap. I I was a member at a course for like four or five years, then another course for a couple of years, and then another course for one year. I keep So when I'm a member of a course, I do keep track of my handicap. It's just all part. Courses are built in a particular way golf course designers think about the 18 hole layout and present you a course in a particular way to think your way through and i don't like the idea of trying to short circuit that by saying well i'm just gonna play 13 today like that's sort of given up like if you can't make the full 18 play nine that's fine Tim, Nothing wrong with playing nine but like you know, I, i'm a very like I don't know. My, everyone's circumstances are different, but I don't know. You, some people, I don't, you remember at a club, you got an hour, you hop in a cart, you play like four holes yeah. instead go of like range. going to the range for 40 then minutes. Go to the range. Like, Why? Yeah. Just go play four I holes. Don't know. Who cares? Who, it would drive me just crazy. You are, yeah, but, but you are crazy. So that would make home. sense. I would be so uncomfortable playing just five holes and leaving. I, like, I've literally gone out, teed off the first hole. And then like eight and nine wrap back to the clubhouse and done that while my parents were eating dinner one time and I had to take a ride home with them. Like, I don't know. I, I would just, that would just bother me. I'm sorry. I, I guess. And I'm I just saying want like that to be the future of golf. I would like to see people adapt themselves to golf rather than golf feeling it has to adapt itself to, to, to but, I mean, but, but no one is, no one, no one is stopping you from playing how you want. So what do you care? I just don't like right now. They're not. But if you start relaxing the rules about how many holes a golf course, uh, you know, how many holes you should really play, like it can lead to other things. Like, well, you know, why do we have to have nine and 18 rates? Why do we even have to have a true front nine and back nine? Why can't the turn be at, how about 
certain things we just don't change when it comes to sports that we play. You know what? You, maybe you find the net irritating when you play tennis. So you should be able to take it down so that the ball. No, I actually think the net should always be there. I also think the number of holes that you play should be more or less static. So what you're you saying is that if you and I went out and played tennis, and we played one set of tennis. Like you would be like, no, I'm not even going if we're only playing one set. <laughs> I would prefer to play a full match, but playing a full set for recreation is like playing nine, right? At least you're playing the full set. I don't understand. Like, do you ever play baseball? Like who played nine innings? Well, most. You played until like the site. You had like a time limit, and they oh, said no, they I can't I, start I, an I, inning past quarter to the hour because there's another game that's starting next. Like, what do you mean? So you, so you think that fourteen hole golf is great? I don't. No, I think whatever you want it to be. If you can get out, if the courses can accommodate, that's what I want, and I think the future might be more going that way now you are very lucky golf is a sport as you mentioned that when you when i do get involved in the traditions i'm here to uphold them if i go to a place where it's required i play by 100 the rules um and there'll be a lot of stuffy clubs tim that you'll have be able to go to or hopefully join where you'll have to worry about none of this but there will be places where i think that that does exist. And a lot, like, there's so many reasons, even just like getting the land and like, like that, I like, that's just one of a checklist of reasons why I think like the 18 hole facility might not be as part of the future. And but it's know, nice to cherish the ones that do exist and, and take advantage of them. Yeah. No, no one's really changing old courses, but it also allows for you know, smaller courses to be developed in places where you wouldn't normally have golf courses at the same time. Like oh, you could just build a lot of like, what, what was the course they played at in Japan? I can't remember if it was for the Zozo or it was the Olympics course, but it's oh, yeah, like the two greens. Right? Yeah. The, each of the holes had the two greens because they had different tee boxes at each of them. Like, those are two separate holes if you really want I also them think those be. were like winter and summer green because something with the weather there too that like I don't know really sophisticated stuff but yeah I, I listen I think golf as a whole like a lot of golf golf culture and I love golf I, I love watching golf I love playing golf uh I could watch like I don't like obviously I'd love to watch Rom versus JT but if it's Max Homa versus Hitcock like I'm into it also um, I love watching the best play. I love playing myself, but I think like stuffy amateur golfer is such the worst, like the worst thing about the sport. No one cares what you. Okay. But shoot, there's man. a difference between being a stuffy person. No, I understand like, that. But the actual structure. Like, I think that, that, that the tour is going to call them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Look, I, I got like, no time. If you're playing a casual game with people, I said calling stroke and distance. Or all that nonsense. Like, sure, okay. Like, I'm with you with that. There's obviously room to relax, that sort of stuff. No, but and that, I'm here to play by the rules, and I get, like, carrying what you but score. Me, but when it comes to golf, there are the, like, the, the rules that are the big black border on the outside that you don't cross. And then inside, there are rules where it's perfectly agreeable if everyone agrees. You just have to know who you're play playing with. And, That's like... Right. Uh, but like, some you, don't you get change. the vibe of your group. You, you are you, you are going change. to hate playing with me this summer because I'm going to have tons of times where I have like, hey, in, in between, if I film in the morning and film in the afternoon, it's like, oh, I have like two hours and 45 minutes to go play. Uh, so I got to drive there and I'll play for as long as I can play for it till I got to go again. Exactly. Then I'm going to go. <laughs> like, 
So many people, that's one of the reasons to have a membership somewhere so you can go do those things. I'm just not capable of that. I I would just continue to play or stop at nine. It's just, I don't know. That's it. Maybe it's like some untapped thing where it's just a bugaboo that I have. Yeah, well, you're a fucking insane person. So that actually makes a lot of sense. I'm not. I just, when I saw Jeff out there touting for 14 hole golf, my, my jaw hit the floor. I don't know. 18 hole sounds like a long time for a kid. I I don't know. Like I'm just saying, I I don't think it's it's crazy. It's what the game is, how the game is supposed to be played. Again, there are there's there's room in the joints for a lot of the rules, but there are some things that are like I said that big black border outside the perimeter that you just don't, Ga- don't gatekeeping. Play Tim Andrewcus doesn't want people to play golf. See, is, is I am of the belief no. that I want everyone to sort of find their like way, like their own way into it, like in a way they like, and then they'll if that's what they want, they'll get into the eighteen hole grind and and whatever, but. I don't know. It's such a game that I find for kids can be so demoralizing and hard to get into um, that, that I don't know anything, whatever, choose your own adventure that makes it like work for you. I'm in, I'm into, I'm into. All right. All right. Well, you're really like heated about this. I told you you were going to like yell at a wall because I didn't have your passion, but I think you're wrong. Okay. Well, that's fine. Everybody does all the time. I'm used to that. (laughs) Hey, football fans. I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DOP. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DOP this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, well, let's get to the late set of games. Washington at Vegas. Vegas now down to a two-and-a-half-point favorite after Monday Night Football. They were three-and-a-half. It's now two-and-a-half after Washington beat Seattle. 49-and-a-half is the over-under in this game. Are, are the Raiders good? They, they, they no. good like every third week? Like I, I'm, I have such a tough time wrapping my mind around. They really bailed me out uh, on Thanksgiving. That, that was a nice hit to get them. They like, ruined the Pilgrim Parlay. They certainly did. That was a fun you, one to watch. You cursed them pretty good, and Raider Nation was quite pleased with Well, your... I stand by what I said. That was an ab- They pulled a rabbit out, out of the hat. I, I suspect they'll go right back to being the dead fish that they are this week. <laughs> The funny thing is I don't like this Washington team either. I think this Washington team is why last night their kicker couldn't just drop kick a punt uh, from 20 yards away. makes no sense. Or three yards away. makes no sense to me why they were going uh, for it from three yards away to not go up to. Any, anyway, uh, I just don't is, like this. It, Washington. Is a drop kick even a rule anymore? Didn't they get rid of that? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the drop kick is still a rule. 
I mean, if it isn't, then then fair enough. That explains it. But I I didn't think they had removed the drop kick from the rules. Uh, I I mean, I don't like either of these teams, but I think I I just don't trust the Raiders at home right now. I, I it's been a while since they've won a game at home. I don't trust them there. I'll, I'll take Washington, and I don't like it, and I don't like either of these two teams. We kind of spelled Super Bowl out rematch. Super Bowl rematch of. The Marcus Allen game where uh, he, he ran for that long touchdown. Super Bowl 17, Super Bowl 18. Okay, fun facts. Uh, we spelled out the case for Washington to potentially win that division last week, Jeff. I don't think it's going to happen. They're currently the seven seed in the NFC with a losing record, which is just mind-boggling at this point. But Yeah, why do they have it and not Minnesota? Because there's a ton of teams tied at five and six, and head-to-head uh-huh. does not count if a, yeah. unless everybody's played everybody head-to-head then conference record is the first tiebreaker. Yeah, the last game that they won at home, they beat the Eagles at home 33-22 was their last win. Uh, They had lost to the Chiefs and Bengals in between that, and those are just better teams uh, than they are. So that would make a lot of sense. I don't know what to make of the Washington team, to tell you the truth. Looks like we're having no Darren Waller in this game. It's going to be the island of Foster Moreau starting at tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know. Jeff, do you have a specific lean here? Because I can't figure this one out. Yeah, it's a real hard one. I don't love it. Um, Raiders are part of a wild west where everyone kind of controls their own destiny, which is which is pretty wild. I don't know. I like were people impressed with Washington last night or most of the talk is really like Seattle is aft and the yeah. future is up in the air. So I don't know that there's like this love affair with Washington from the public after after last night. Can they take advantage like give me the give me the re- give me washington football Ooh. team give me washington football team the football team from maryland i think the district of columbia but a lot of uh virginia virginia sorry yeah. what what i don't know everyone in virginia and like around maryland they're all like dc fans right yeah the the, yeah. the, the potomac area yes they would all be dc yeah. fans but yeah. so i'll take the team from the potomac that goes by washington football team yeah i mean they play in landover maryland not virginia but yes uh, i'll take- yeah sorry I, but i just know like kenny's lives in virginia he loves oh yeah the they, they would be the, the most, game it's like a quick trip too. they would like, be the most popular team in virginia there's no doubt yeah, I mixed that up, but I was just trying to recover from almost saying the slur. So we'll move on. I'm glad you you impressed me that you were able to catch yourself better than they did on the Monday Night Football broadcast. I'm going to take Vegas. It's not they're getting a bit disrespected here, uh, playing in a far more difficult division. I mean, the Raiders just beat the best team in Washington's division. Uh, although you know, Washington riding high, winning three straight games against three pretty good teams. It's tough, but they're not getting the full three here. I think they can win by a field goal. I'll take the Raiders minus two and a half. Jacksonville and the Rams. The Rams are only favored by 12 and a half at home against Jacksonville. And they have not been playing well, obviously. They need a get-right game, and this feels like it couldn't be coming at a better time. Although, are people going to be hesitant to pull the trigger on the Rams with just how much they've struggled recently, Tim? Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely people are going to struggle pulling the trigger on the Rams. And look, you said this is about talking about a get right. This better be a get right game. Yeah. If the Rams don't win this by two touchdowns or more, I would, I would be more worried about that than I have been with some of their losses. I picked 
the Rams to to win the, or to go to the Super Bowl. And I mean, I'm not changing my pick, but I have been quite upset with what I've seen from them the last couple of weeks. They better take care of Jacksonville this week at home. And uh, so I'm going to lay the 12 and a half, but uh, very, very trepidatiously. I'm not, the, the Rams have a penchant for not taking care of teams the way they ought to uh, in spots like this. And so I'm worried. I'm worried too. It's just the Jags have shown nothing recently, like especially on the offensive side of the ball. They're like a dead fish out there. And the Rams still have the league's best defense. It's a bit different when, you know, the 49ers are running all over you or Derrick Henry is actually, that wasn't even the Derrick Henry game. The Titans just moved the ball at will against them. Uh, but like the Packers were able to move the ball pretty well. I just don't know if T-Law and James Robinson got it in them with the schemes that they're cooking up here, especially being now they're down shark. Dan Arnold's no longer around. Like they're just banged up on the offensive side of the ball. So it uh, feels like a, like you said, it better be a get right game for the Rams. So I will take the Rams. Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown as someone tweeted at the month of November and no one has talked about it. It's because no one talks about the Jags. I mentioned to you or somebody on Thursday, I think we were watching the games. It was like Trevor Lawrence has gotten the world's biggest <laughs> break by being in Jacksonville, biggest pass by playing very poorly this year. And he's never on the top segment of PTI. No one ever talks about him anywhere. He's the number one pick overall. People like Jeff said he was going to be John Elway reincarnate. How could you ever not want ha- no, to I have I was just him? believing the people. Okay, Tim. And I still, I'm not Maybe going he will boss. be, but my goodness, he has just looked blah for the first 12 weeks of the year. And despite the greatest hype machine ever I've seen for a rookie QB coming out and hasn't produced, no one has said a word about it. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, Jeff, no, Jeff, Jeff, on Sunday, uh, we were just, we were talking about Trevor Lawrence and actually we were talking about Zach. We were talking about Trevor Lawrence about uh, versus Zach Wilson in terms of picks this season. And Tim was bragging that at one point, uh, Zach Wilson had fewer picks than Trevor Lawrence until Zach Wilson threw a pick and they were tied again. Um, but you know, not discounting, well, not, mean, not, not accounting for the fact that Zach Wilson didn't play in like five games. Like I get it. If you are Tim, You can't sit here and take any Zach Wilson shrapnel when people are completely giving um, Trevor Lawrence a free pass for his struggles this year. It's been, it's been weird of that whole rookie thing. And the first three QBs have been taken and people aren't saying a word about Lawrence and people are giving passes to Trey Lance. It's only Wilson. No one's actually getting a pass. I think the vibe is you all look like shit. Mac Jones is amazing. So they're just lumping y'all together. I'd like to read one critical word about Lawrence. I'd like to read one critical word about him. No one said a thing. Not a single man. I don't know. Maybe this guy isn't going to walk on water. I don't know. It seems like as long as Urban Meyer's there, we're going to give him a free pass. Like as a football, I'm not talking about us, but like, I just mean like the football playing exactly the same way. And it was the New York Jets. It would be the number one story. Uh I agree. I agree. That's not you are being that would 100% be true. I can't take that away from you at all. I also want to say that I think Urban Meyer is this layer of criticism. Like when we attack Jacksonville, we're still just attacking Urban Meyer. Um, and we haven't made our way to attacking him and are kind of giving him a free pass. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Well, uh, Urban Meyer heard that Tim wanted him to be Notre Dame's next head coach, so he had to immediately get out ahead of that and say, nope, staying in Jacksonville, not working for me. I also didn't say I wanted him. I speculated that maybe he'd be a choice. But the more I thought about it, I was like, "Mm, probably not the best fit there. Who do you think it's going to (laughs) be? There's been a lot of talk that the fellow we have on our staff could be uh, could be elevated. I don't know. I'm Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Marcus Freeman. Marcus, Marcus. Freeman. I, I am open minded to who they bring in. I think that Swarbuck will, will either uh, elevate or hire the right person. And uh, I'm open minded about it. And you have to be open minded because it's a stepping stone program. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got somebody who's leaving a program who's been in some ways more successful over the last 12 years than the program you're going to because they offered you $100 million. Go have fun in Louisiana State. Have fun. It was nice knowing you. See see what happens when you try to yell and browbeat people. Yell at people and browbeat them on the sidelines. How that will work in the SEC. Will he even be in, in a... They just fired a coach who won the national championship less than two years ago. And Brian Kelly is going to last there. Okay, have fun. I, I, I like this. I, I, I let him I, get fired after three years. He'll get such a for him, I guess. Yeah. Enjoy having them Louisiana State. So, so, so Notre Dame has been the more successful program, despite LSU winning the national championship two years ago. Well, the Irish have been to the playoffs and the national championship game more. How, how has that really worked out for them? They win those. They 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 close no. those. They covered last year. And what was the spread? Seventeen and a half. Oh, it's impressive stuff. And they cover that with and the back door they, in the fourth quarter. Very well. And they could very well make the playoffs this year. I think Brian Kelly wanted to get out before they lost by, by like 75 to Georgia. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. I look, You can go through my Twitter feed with the amount of times I have been demanding he get fired. So there's no one shedding a tear here to watch Brian Kelly leave. He's uh, sped away. Goodbye. See ya. Enjoy taking a step down to a place where expectations are just as high and you won't succeed, but uh, have fun, I guess. Well, it'll be tougher to succeed because they don't play like the biggest jabroni schedule in all of football. They actually have to play real teams. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm fr- I forgot the SEC doesn't play a bunch of Div 2 teams every year. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. You know who doesn't do that? University of College Football. We don't We don't play <laughs> Div 2 teams or something. Do you know why Notre Dame plays their games outdoors, Jeff? So that the Lord can look down and watch his team every Saturday. Yeah, t- t- Tim's Tim's golf takes really mesh with his Notre Dame fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Thing, things that were popular in 1969. Whatever, man. The Irish are good again this year, and next year they're going to be a top three or top four team with a lot of people coming back. And whoever Swarbrick brings in as a coach, I will trust. And I think they start the year next year at Ohio State. But, yeah, the Irish don't play a tough schedule. Okay. And what what are the rest of their games? Who's the other tough team that they play? They have to play Cincinnati I have again. To the whole no, they don't have to play Cincinnati. Oh, I, I bet you they have to play Army though. No, I, Navy, obviously Clemson, and then the usual Stanford, USC. Uh, you know the usual rivals that we often have. Purdue, I think. So anyway, you can criticize and laugh all you want, but uh, the Irish won all their rivalry games this year. They've got a reasonable shot to make the playoffs. And even if they don't, well, then I'll get to watch them in the Sugar Bowl or the Rose Bowl or something. And that'll be fun. And you know what? Not having Brian Kelly there, we'll be fine. We'll be fine without him. We may be richer for having lost him. I, I Jeff, I thought it was fun. I, I guess I follow a whole bunch of people who have like really strong Oklahoma ties on my Twitter feed who were like very triggered. Lincoln Riley left to go to L.A. 
Like, what sensible person wouldn't do that? Yeah. To save money? Well, Oklahoma has no state tax, and Southern California has yeah, a Yeah, here's the thing, Tim. You can live in all these states with the no state tax, or you can just get paid way more and live in L.A. Seems yeah, like well, a no Okay, so he has state tax. <laughs> the program bought him a plane, or sorry, bought him a $6 million home, and they're giving him um, more than 500000 over asking because they're buying his house in Oklahoma. So oh, they, look, I understand. Look, they make Oklahoma- it all up anyway, and as you guys know, I um. You know, I'm not a hardcore college football fan, but my Sam Darnold ties run deep to Trojan land, to Southern California, uh, you know, Junior Seau. Those are, those are, those are, that's, those are my guys. Been a handful of Trojan games over the years, and I would love to see them return to prominence. And he's probably going to crush LA and be amazing. Like he does so good recruiting in LA. Now, oh, he's going to return the Trojans. So that's Can't exciting. wait till the first time he steps in a Notre Dame stadium and sees what a real college football stadium is like. No one is debating Notre Dame has yeah. a nice, like, historic, special stadium. I don't understand what you're. I, I just I don't like Southern Cal. I've always hated Southern Cal. They cheated against us and kept us out of a national championship game. Uh, a few years ago that just i don't i don't care for them i don't like whoa, them whoa, whoa, hold they, on are you talking about the bush push yeah that wasn't they, a, the, tim that wasn't a few fucking years ago it was almost two decades ago now whatever it was they were stripped of that title of course because of uh reggie bush being ineligible couldn't have been happier to see those banners come down they didn't deserve it because the and anyway i got nothing but contempt for usc good luck i would rather be in norman than uh, coaching usc but that's me Imagine being in fucking Norman, Oklahoma. And being the biggest fish in a small pond. Yeah, that, that like, sounds great. Where the everyone's favorite pastime is methadone. Like, come on now. Well, uh, okay. Oh, man. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. I I wouldn't want to coach Southern Cal. I, I, I mean, just live in Southern California. It sounds fantastic. I tried to convince my wife to go there. And just, uh, she now, didn't, she I would not want to live she did, I mean, listen. Uh, if you were living in California, San Francisco would be much nicer. Oh, I don't want to go to fucking San Francisco, spend all my money, and not get to bask in the amazing weather of California. Move me somewhere kidding? Move me somewhere in between, oh, like, I'm LA close. and San I Diego. San, I would choose San Francisco over San, uh, over Los Angeles 10 times out of 10. You guys, you're all over two here, boys. Well, I'm just picking between the two. I'm sure San Diego is a nicer state. Uh, but San Francisco to me just seems quite stunning. And the one time I visited, I really liked it. So. On the news channel, my dad watches San Francisco is a cesspool. <laughs> well, I, all, all major cities have their problems. I, I don't doubt that. But San Francisco's got, of course, great restaurants, near wine, uh, vineyards. The weather is more suitable to the type of weather I like. Uh, I, I think it's the superior California city. Yeah, let's move to like Newport Beach. That's where you want to be. Okay. Gotta get those Santa Ana breezes. I like the marine layer. Yeah. Had you ever heard of the marine layer before that PGA championship? No, it was just it's been called fog. I knew about June gloom, uh, but I'd never heard it called the marine layer. Yeah, it was uh, it was too far away for my wife to be away from her family. So that was yeah. just the the plan that we pretty had. Pretty far. It, it was whatever. My um, listen, I when I go visit my uncle like once a year in Huntington Beach, it's fine. It takes me like five hours to get there. Not that big of a deal. Love hey. it there. Yeah, that's me. I, I highly enjoy it as well. Are you taking the Rams or the Jags? I'm taking the Rams, but I was really tempted, just like I was really tempted to take Houston. We did this the last Rams. week. The four of us took the Rams, then Green Bay beat the shit out of them. So that's always fun to see. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. 
Four and a half is the number for the Steelers at home. 44 is the over-under. I shall make it simple. I'll take the Ravens to crush the Steelers in this game. That was easy. Yeah, I guess I'll take the Ravens too. I really shouldn't. This can't remember the last time a spread between these two teams has been this lopsided, but the Steelers at home getting four and a half points. Goodness gracious, how the tables have turned. But yeah, I, I have to take Baltimore here. I just do. Jeff? I'm going to be the fool, I guess, who takes Pittsburgh, and I don't really know why, but just seems like a lot of points at home. Uh, Pittsburgh always finds a way to And the Ravens play down to opponents. Let's let's not be uh let, let's not forget forget that. The Ravens have played down to a lot of bad teams. I just think it's going to be a, a close a really close game. Hopefully it's bad weather. I guess wait this one out. Like I'm not looking to bet it, but who the hell would want to bet like their own money on Pittsburgh right now. So I can only see that number getting bigger through the week. It feels like this game and the next game are very similar. Maybe I'm just way off on this because the next game is San Francisco at Seattle and the Niners are three point favorites in Seattle. Like this is easy Niners for me. I feel like these lines are not properly adjusted because people still have this faith in Pittsburgh and Ben in Seattle and Russell Wilson right now that they shouldn't because these teams are bad. That's a fair take. The Niners, though, I think I would wag a little bit of a finger and say they have done some stupid stuff this season. And, uh, you know, they lost to the Seattle team once already. So it's not like it's incomprehensible to imagine they might lose to them again. The Niners did everything in their power to try to give that game away to Minnesota last week. That game came down to the very end because the Niners couldn't close the door. And I really like the San Francisco team. Like I said, I think they're much better than the record indicates. Uh, and they were a genuine threat to, to win it all. Just, I, 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 And yet, I'm taking Seattle against the number in this game. I think that the world will be on the 49ers. I don't think there'll be many people betting on Seattle in this game at all. People just watch Seattle completely play terribly on Monday night. The game was so bad, they flexed it out of Sunday night football because it's, it's so unwatchable. And I am going to take Seattle in the home dog spot in, in division. And I just... I don't know. I'm just playing an intuition here. The Niners should win this game comfortably, but I, I just feel obliged to take Seattle. You want to take I Seattle? Hope. If you want to take Seattle, wait till Sunday to bet Seattle against the spread is all. I'll tell yeah, you. when it gets to like four and a half or five. Yeah. You're like seven. Yeah. Uh, Tim, <laughs> I don't know if it ever gets to seven, maybe six. Tim said it for me. I mean, these aren't looking to bet, but I'm going to take both these fucking pathetic home dogs and no one in the world wants to bet in this afternoon slate right now. And wait, I, I don't I don't think that you're here. getting enough points on either of them. I really don't. I really want San Francisco to win. I got these San Francisco futures now. I'm closet 49er fan, I guess, or not not even. But I, I don't know. One more roll of the dice of this dead fish in Seattle. Do you think that San Francisco, the city itself, is now cursed now that Tim says he wants to move there? <laughs> no. I also didn't say I wanted to move there. I said if I were to live anywhere in California. No doubt in my mind that San Francisco would be a nicer place to live than Los Angeles. Oh, see, I, I, I thought I, th- I thought you would have said like Napa Valley because you know you could have well, your, you could have your hobby farm out there and maybe start drinking some wine. And Napa's really close to San Francisco. Sonoma's right by there. Like Tim's more of a Palm Springs kind of guy. I mean, Palm Springs sounds pretty legit. I've never been to Palm Springs, but apparently you can smoke in the airport, so I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, it's a very um, 
Hoity-toity. Yeah, it's a very flavorful place. Beautiful. So I'm the only one taking the Niners here? I love the Niners. In fact, the, I the hope sh- you're the right. The shortness of the number <laughs> makes me want to pick Seattle more. Atlas, look, that's how I felt about the Giants-Miami game, so I, I can't really criticize any of the picks here. Denver and Kansas City is the Sunday night affair. Kansas City's favored by 10. 47 is the over-under. I was kind of surprised that with the Broncos beating the Chargers in Dallas two of the three pa- th- two of the past three games, that the spread would still be double digits, that now everyone's just magically back on the Chiefs. I'm surprised. It got bad so. up, Pat. I, apparently there were like nines out. And and apparently, at least, you know, the, the sharps, as they call themselves, like bet it up quickly to 10. And in some places, I might have even seen more than 10. Are we willing to trust the Chiefs? Like, I mean, it's Andy Reid coming off a bye. How could he ever not cover? I'm playing against uh, the Broncos in this game. I think the Broncos played a little bit over their heads last week. And I look, the Chiefs, uh, Randy Reid teams do play really good coming out of buys historically that 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 is that is true it's not a narrative those are that's a factual statement and the broncos i think that overperformed teasing the chiefs down they're the fourth part of the parlay i like the chiefs to cover the number i think that nbc picked the wrong game i think this game's going to be a route i think the chiefs are going to win this game like 37 17 or something well what would have been the game chargers Bengals? yes i thought that that would have been the game i would have taken it would have been an opportunity to have those two top tier QBs that people want to see in prime time, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just think it'd be a more interesting, exciting game. And there are narrow there's that there's structure. You can talk about chase and you can talk about Bosa and you can talk about Herbert and you can talk about Burrow and you can, anyway, it's just, it's a more, it, it, and it's, it's Cincinnati could be cold. It may even get some snow, which is better for TV. The winner of what the game every- is in first place, Tim, like Denver wins. And that's what I said last I know, week. I like it. I was confident about the game. I can't deny that. I, thirsted for playing Denver. I wish maybe the schedule had me playing them a little earlier where they were sort of in that lost zone and, and maybe unfortunate for the chargers to get them out of a buy. And maybe as good as the chargers DVOA stats are, we are pretty predictable on offense and Fangio was just right up our ass the whole game. It felt like the pressures were nonstop Denver out of buy as I was worried on both the show I did with you guys and getting to join Pat and Rob last week, I had no doubts they had a haymaker coming for us. I thought we could withstand it. We could not. And they win this game. It's a seven and five tie. And maybe the chargers in Oakland could also end up being seven and five or it's crazy what can happen there. But Denver is playing for first place in the division in December. Like that's just the truth. They win there in first. You buying anything into the Chiefs defense being not necessarily fixed, but no. a lot a lot better than it was the first five weeks? Not really. It, it hasn't been good in two years, really. So no, I, I think this this defense is still really, really flawed. But I also don't trust Denver's offense to to really take advantage of it much. Uh I, well, that's I just the other part. Yeah, like I, I just don't think the Broncos are are in line to score very many points. As I said, I I would peg them at 17. I just I don't know. I just I can't get on Denver here. I can't get excited on Denver here. I know that Kansas City has got to be the squarest of the square sides this week, but I'm there. I'm hit to be square the, the, with the Lewis fucking Broncos. They fumbled twice on the same drive. Oh, and then they score a touchdown. I was saying this to Paul. I think you hate the Broncos more than any other team. 
because they they literally of the division they literally we've had our worst moments there like whatever the chiefs i like them they're fan denver is like a witching hour for us and in, in a lot of cases it's more painful because i feel like even when we're favored we can't like get them right you know so i'll own that that is that is true there could be something to that point maybe Tim, um, <laughs> I think it's yeah. Great. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, then they get Melvin Gordon, your most hated. I just think that like how the, the uh, Chargers can't recover fumbles. I think they forced fourteen and recovered three of them. It's funny you say um, that because when we were watching the Patriots game. Tim did point out that every time that the Patriots fumble, it just goes out of bounds. It's really weird. Oh, every no, time it was they like the magic. No, no quarterback in the history of football would get strip sacked. Forget the tuck rule thing. No quarterback would a ball bounce back into their stomach like it's a basketball than Tom Brady when it was it like tomahawked out of his hand. It would literally, footballs never take clean bounces. Only for them. It was crazy. And I'm not putting anything, I'm not into conspiracies. He's, he's, he's the most perfect man on the planet. So of course fumbles will fall into his but stomach. But it's happening again. The, the, every time Jones loses the ball, the Patriots lose the ball, they just don't lose it. It's incredibly it's frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. They're the, luck, they're the luckiest team imaginable every they're week. They're good, so, too, apparently. I can't, I, which is why I can't wait till we get into this last year. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, did I pick? I got to take Kansas City. I got to take Kansas City. Denver- Jeff, Jeff, you're riding with Tim a lot this week because I'm going with the Broncos. So if Tim has a good week, you're going to have a good week. If not, I might pass you here for the overall lead. One of us, Jeff, come play. Yeah, I'm with Tim. Joining Tim, I, I, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. Give me, give me, Kansas City, Denver. I hope Denver wins. I think because that would be better for the Chargers. Yes, um, it, would. it would. I don't know, man. You asked if, like, do I think the Chiefs' defense is playing better? They certainly have more confidence, and I do like Spagnola. And, and they're getting Chris Jones going, Pat, and they got Melvin Ingram for free. I think they are playing better. Of, of course they are. I mean, yeah. it, it's tough to decipher because they haven't, I, I guess when they played the Cowboys, the Cowboys were a little bit beat up at nine points against the Cowboys, 14 against the Raiders, seven against Jordan Love, uh, and 17 against the Giants. Like if, if they're going to hold teams to under 20 points, they're going to win every game. Yeah. So yeah, of course they're playing better and, you know, while people were panicking, they never fell apart. Like, they didn't lose that Giants game. Maybe if they lost the Giants game, things could spin. But in the end, like, you know, the Chargers fumbling, the AFC. I'm sure Chiefs fans, like, if i got to beat the Patriots, like, you look at them on paper, you're like, I'll play the Patriots. Like, I'll play Mahomes versus Mac. Um, like, that doesn't scare me. It all just worked out. And this Chiefs team, I mean, you've made some comparisons in the past. But I would say it's starting to feel like I'm not like comparing the style of play or anything, but those like dynasty Patriots teams, Pat, that would just start so sluggish and slow. And it was just so much talk radio, talk football, like fodder to debate their state. And then in the end, you get to Christmas and they just control their own destiny. And they'll probably be where you thought they were going to be. Who's going to hold them back? Someone in this division? Eh. I could see, I'm trying to think about who, like, the worst possible matchup 
for the Patriots would be. And it might be the team that they're playing on Monday night. Because I, I really I really feel like this goes one of two ways. That New England asserts their dominance and bully balls the Bills, as the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites here on Monday night. 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Or the Bills just kind of show up and do what they do in primetime against good teams sometime and just beat the absolute shit out of them and beat them like 40 to 10 or something like that. Like it, I think it really depends on how the Bills start this game. If they can script a good package coming out, put some points up early, get one stop, I feel like they're going to have the Patriots. The Patriots haven't been punched in the mouth in a while, and it really hasn't happened with Mac Jones, but this is the type of team and the type of offense that can just kind of do it to you. If it turns in to one of these like really sluggish games, like the Patriots can play, they're going to win, but the bills can jump out ahead of this. I like the bills minus two and a half here. Think it, it, it opened at three and a half. It's now down to two and a half. Everyone loves the Patriots. I think this is the bills bills time here coming off the mini buy at home it's on a back Monday to night three. Game. Now is it back to three? Well, back it was two and a half. When we started the show. <laughs> I know, I know. In fact, it's been moving around all uh, all evening. Uh, I think Baltimore and Indianapolis are the hardest matchups for the Patriots, not the Bills. The Bills are soft. They're a they're a finesse team, and I don't expect. And so the Patriots are a bad matchup for them. The better team is getting points here. I love the Patriots here. We're teasing them up. They're the last part of the teaser. Uh, I feel bad for Bills fans that you know it's like the second. I think they said last night this is the second time in like 15 years they've hosted a Monday night football game uh, and uh, they're going to lose. And I don't think it's going to be all that competitive. I was at that Patriots, game and the Patriots are just going to bully them. And, and that's just the way it's going to be. The bills are good against soft or bad opponents. New Orleans last week, prime example of that. The Patriots are going to assert. I mean, the Patriots are just better at coach. Uh, Allen's been fine, but Max playing well too. Like I just, I am not picking against Belichick. I am not picking against. I have been watched too much AFC East football in my life. I I'm just pre-programmed to know that the Patriots do not lose these t- sorts of pivotal games, particularly when they've got a pretty decent team as they do this year. Uh, go ahead and lay points with the Buffalo Bills against the Patriots. I think that's craziness. Uh, this game should be a pickup or Patriots minus one. It it very well may end up going that way because I don't see uh, anyway. I shouldn't make that prediction. Who knows where this game is going to finish, but I would be surprised if it finished at three for Buffalo. It should move towards the Patriots. That's where I am. I love, love, love the New England Patriots. So, so the Patriots plus two and a half or is your super lock? Well, I don't want to ruin the SEO for that, but yes, that is where I'm going to go with uh, my super lock. And then I'm teasing the Patriots up. So Jeff, I'm on team bills here. The coin is with me on team bills. I think it means more to them right now because the Patriots can still hold serve at home in a few weeks' time. Bills need this game big time. And maybe the pressure ends up getting to them and they collapse because they're the Buffalo Bills. But this, uh, as Tim would say, this is a real hinge game for the Bills here. They can right a lot of the, some of the wrongs that they've done earlier this season, lost some of these like bully ball games uh, that have happened. I wouldn't consider the Saints a soft team. I would just consider the Saints an undermanned team on Thanksgiving. Well, a bad team. I said soft or bad. But, but, the but, they're, but, they're, but they're not. But they're, this incarnation of the Saints is definitely not a soft team. All they do is run the ball and play great defense. That's their entire game. They're, they're, very, they're, they're, very, they're very much like the Patriots. Except they didn't have Kamara and they were playing. No, they were just, un- they were completely undermanned. So were, yeah. So they were in the bad category. And those are your running back and quarterback. You're a bad team, uh, not a soft team. Uh, but the bills are bad, good against soft teams and against bad teams. 
uh, except for Jacksonville, but maybe Jacksonville's tough. I don't know. Just, uh, it's just a bad spot. The Bills are a bad, or the Patriots are a really bad matchup for Buffalo. I, I think there's going to be a lot of fans walking home with long faces and uh, jumping through tables. I'm not going against the mafia here. Like everything is about this game. Bill Belichick is just simple and methodical, and it's just always about tomorrow. I I am silly enough to just, like, this is just so much bigger to Buffalo and their identity. While it, like, is equal importance in the AFC structure, there's so much more at stake. What have the Patriots been doing for 20 years? There is so much more at stake in this game. Oh, they've been doing it all. And again, there hasn't been a game in the last two months where they haven't made an insanely important interception. And I think they, they picked Tannehill off in the end zone last week. When, in the first I'm half already the to the point in my life where I'm coming to terms with the fact that they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm already coming. To I don't even, I think I will go. Me and Pizzola are going to a movie if it's Patriots. As much as, and I, I hate the Patriots. Yeah. Every bit as much as you two hate the Patriots, I guarantee you I hate them just as much, if not more. Oh, you uh, hate them way more. I don't think that's – no one's here debating that. I despise them, and believe me, I am already at this point, two months out from the Super Bowl, preparing myself mentally for the fact that they're going to win a seventh championship with Belichick. It just seems like everything is breaking their way. And really, the Buffalo Bills are going to be the one who puts the stick in the spokes of that wheel? I don't – Whoa, 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 whoa. It's December 5th, and they're like eight and four. Losing the game on Monday in Orchard Park isn't putting a spoke in the wheel. It like isn't tripping them up. It's just a loss. And they've won so many games in a row. And you mentioned, see, I actually think it's a bad spot game for the Patriots. Like the Bills with a little extra time, it being at home on Monday night. I don't know. Like, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for it. I wish I could go. Like if things were just simple and normal, I'd like to think I'd I'd be going because it just seems like what a night it's going to be. Okay. Don't say I didn't warn you. Oh, whatever. I mean, in the end, it's a TV game and I'll bet it. Um, If it was at Sunday at one o'clock, I don't know how much I'd bet it, but I I think that, I don't know. It's a perfect spot. What a, for all like the flaws in the primetime schedule, this is a beauty. This is a beauty. This is great. And and there's no way I get like the football fan in like our little bubble, forgetting me being a Charger fan, would like like the Bengal versus Charger thing. I don't think you get how like evergreen the fact that there's playoff implications with Denver, I don't think you get how like evergreen. A game that is for the league, like oh, Kansas City, or you Denver, put the, or you put the league, or you just get to put the league's biggest star in the Sunday night football game. And yeah, oh, 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 forgetting that—that that, that's a whole other layer. That Mahomes is like clearly proven. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I I get there's like niche hard hardcore yeah, fan. I'll just put it obsessed this way. with like draft. That's obsessed with draft classes and and that thing, and and that'd been fun. I would have loved it. I think it would have been colder at night in Cincinnati, so maybe. Not not respect, but Denver, Cincinnati. I mean, Denver versus Kansas City. That's like evergreen NFL Sunday night football. Anyway, I'll put it this way. Monday, December 6th in 2010, 
the Monday night football game was the Patriots and the Jets. And both those teams came in super high flying. People loved the Jets in that game. The Jets were ten, like eight and one, nine and two going into that game. As for the Patriots, the whole world loved the Jets there. They're finally going to dethrone the Patriots. And I allowed myself to believe and get excited. And the Patriots won the game 45 to three. Now, the Jets end up beating them in the playoffs, but 45 to three. I don't pick against the Patriots in this spot. No AFC East fan does. Uh, we just know. We just know how it goes. These things don't change. Some things are perennial. And the Patriots winning these tight games in the AFC East in prime time when the whole world is finally ready to back somebody else in the AFC East always ends in heartache. And, uh, so, 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 he, we'll so, so here's the thing, Jeff. Uh, the Patriots won a Monday night football game 11 years ago. So that's why they're going to yeah. win on monday night this week also the whole also the whole world is back in the fucking patriots in this game by the way yes they are except for the people on this show who all think the mafia are the way to go no sorry sorry guys okay i'll I'll let you uh do you want to go uh do you want to go just straight up on this game i'll let you dig yourself out of the hole the money you owe me yeah sure 200 bucks on this game yeah, sure. Let's do it. Right. I, I, feel, I feel very good about it. But Buffalo to win versus New England to win. Two hundred dollars to me if Buffalo wins. Two hundred dollars to, well, I guess the debt is just canceled at that. Yeah, point. it would just be wiped but off. That's ten twenty dollars Subway gift cards if we're doing yeah. math that way. <laughs> well, yeah, so yes, yes. But think about all the extra money you would get with like the extra stuff that comes along with one of those gift cards. It's true. I will not take payment in Subway gift cards. By the way. Do you think that Subway will cater the box on Friday? Or uh, no, I actually just got the menu for that. Oh, really? Is it good stuff? It's, 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 we're going to a fucking lacrosse game. It's like general food that they serve at arenas. What, what, do you th- what do you think is going on here? I don't know. I've never been in a skybox before that's been like catered. It's all a new experience to me. I don't know what I'm allowed to take, what I'm allowed to do. Yeah, you can't, you can't. I am God, paying for this. Not... You can't fucking take anything. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I don't know. I'm just asking. We don't need to be the people apologizing for you to like the ushers that come by and us being like, oh my God. Is it a, is it a, is, is there DC? No, they, they don't, they don't serve soda at the game, Tim. Well, no, but you know that it's important to know what, what type of. I don't give a shit. Okay. I think I look into this fucking stuff, buying the box, getting tickets to the game. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What's wrong with you? Lots. Do not oh, fucking take anything off that cart, by the way. Stuffing your fucking man purse with shit. No, I won't. I won't. I was just wondering what the rules were, that's all. Like, I know if they, like, did take out, that, like, they would pack, like, a styrofoam container for you to take home. Oh. Because if, they, if they're just going to throw the food out anyway, like, maybe <laughs> they will. I don't know. But obviously, if those are the rules, and those are the rules, and I'll abide by them. What's wrong with you? Seriously. No, look, I'll abide by the rules. Whatever you say is what I'll do. Oh, my God. You're going to take some stuff home and send it to Jeff, too? (laughs) (laughs) He thinks it's all like his. No, I don't. I don't. Just Tim's world. You weren't warned. But, like, if they were going to throw it out. Of course. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) 
don't know why you're laughing at me. I'm not. It's okay. You're not. You're just laughing for other reasons. Okay. I'm yeah. I'll ask them if they have Coke products. How about that? I mean, if they don't, they don't. I'll live without. I, I can drink like. Uh, you get one. Whatever their uh, whatever their ginger ale is, or whatever. Well, Paul said that you can't steal any of the amenities from the box either. You can't take their hand sanitizer. You're not allowed to take their paper towel. Nothing like that. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll do. I, 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 I was just asking what the rules are. Is it like a hotel where things that are left behind you're allowed to take home with you? Or is it not? And if it's not, great. Okay. I'm happy you're coming, but I'm starting to potentially regret this. No, listen, I told you I will do what you asked me to do. So if you say that that's, that's the way it works, and that's Did the way you it just works. behave like a normal person? I will do my best. That's probably asking a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Super locks for the week. You are taking the New England Patriots plus two and a half? Yeah, I wish I was getting the full three, but uh, I'll take the two and a half. That's what's offered. Well, you think they're going to win. What do you care about how many points they're getting? Oh, you, just, you know, you always would rather have it nonetheless. Oh, okay. Uh, around, a key, around a key number. Does, but I'll take the two. Doesn't sound as confident anymore, Jeff, does he? No, not at all. So, he okay. was quite confident. He had his 2010 anecdotes ready. Yes, and it was the exact same day on the year. Like, I remember just anyway. Where are you going, Jeff? Because I'm torn between San Francisco and Baltimore. <laughs> oh, I like Miami is on my short list. I'm crazy enough to put Minnesota on my short list. Uh, shit. Give me Miami. Go to a go. My, keep my, those Miami. Keep, keep that rate up. So I'm between San Francisco, Baltimore, and actually Arizona, where I am now seeing on a, on a well, on DraftKings Sportsbook, it's minus, well, it's minus eight as we're doing the show right now. It's actually down to minus seven and a half. Uh, but I like the minus eight still. What do you think about between those three? You seem to be the most confident about the 49ers. I am. Yeah. San Francisco minus three will be my super lock uh, against Seattle this week. Game should be like six and a half, and it's not. So when it gets to six and a half by Sunday, you know, it's probably going to be unbettable. But at this point, when it's minus three, I still like it a lot. That San Francisco offense is so much. I mean, maybe losing Debo throws them out of whack. But basically, when Trent Williams is healthy, their offense is really good. When he is out, they're not good whatsoever. They're just going to run the ball down their throats. And Seattle looks awful, like legit awful on offense. And the 49ers defense, way better than Washington's defense. So uh, maybe I'm getting squared to death in this game, but that's just the way that it's going to have to be. Minus three, San Francisco for me at Seattle. Your free money teaser, Tim, you got Indianapolis minus one, Minnesota pick them, Arizona minus one, Kansas City minus three, New England plus nine and a half. If someone's going to screw you, who's going to be? If somebody messes this up for me, it'll be Indianapolis. Really? Not a lot of faith in Carson Wentz? No, I just that's a lot of points in division, and I, I I'm the least confident about it. I don't I was, know. I was surprised you didn't tease down Tampa Bay. No, no, I, I wasn't feeling it. Not in division like that. There's too many points, and I could easily, like I said, see that game being played like a four or five, or even just a touchdown game. Maybe it gets there. Maybe it doesn't. I don't need that stress in my life. I mean, you tease down Kansas City in a division game. I feel much better about Kansas City. Okay, and they're at home. 
Good to know. All right, I think we made pretty good time on a full slate of games, even shorter than last week. People really seemed to like the Thanksgiving show last week, Jeff. I'm not surprised. Okay. But I don't know. I thought we thought we did a good show. I feel yes, like I that agree. Day. I agree. We finished like 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 uh, Spinal Tap on the bus. We're like, oh, guys, good show. Yes, good show. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I, I really liked that Thanksgiving uh, Day show, and I hope everybody had a happy and fun holidays. And uh, now we get to get into December football, which is just as enjoyable as uh, as playoff football because there's every team playing. Okay, that will do. A it. lot of teams in playoff races. This is true. Yeah, there's like only six that aren't, but my team's one of them. Well, maybe they can storm back and make a charge. <laughs> they could they could easily win the next four or five games they play but easily. that doesn't mean they're making playoffs easily easily, easily win want them too yeah i do at this point i want to see zach ball out and play great the way herbert did last year down the stretch it's true uh, herbert had a great december plus, i already have an ace in the hole with that seattle pick being a top five pick so it's fine like i want to see zach play great and the jets win a bunch of games uh, that would be good for the franchise so you don't want to trade him anymore after the first half Look, you know, I, I, I was impulsive and angry, but he also did play better in the second half, and he's only played six games. So I, I'm I, old enough to remember when you proclaimed your two quarterbacks as similar to Rivers and Breeze. Well, I mean, look, Mike White has played a game, like played three games, then he was then he got sacked with coronavirus. So I still think Mike White's really good, but uh, anyway. First round pick, good. You think they'll get one for him in the offseason? No, but he'll get like a second or he'll buy a second or third because that's all it takes in the NFL these days. Have one amazing game, and somebody will trip over themselves to give Dude, you. No one is trading no, a fucking no third one's round pick a second for Mike. Round pick, no, that's not happening. Okay, I mean his stuff is in the Hall of Fame, but anyway, it was just like when you said that Darnold would get two first round picks. He was oh, AFC it. Player of the Week, Week Nine. Yeah, Give us a second rounder. It was Rookie of the Week. The Jets won Rookie of the Week this week with Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore's starting to play great. He's starting to really establish himself as a top-tier receiver. Uh, things are turning around for the Jets. This time next year could be a very special time. I'm hoping. You're praying. Well, yeah, I'm praying, too. I would be – I'd kill for my team to be 6-5 and five right now. It'd be so great to have something to, to worry about in December. Yeah, no, you're right. You'd also be telling everyone that they're, like, Super Bowl bound. And I'm Probably. just, Probably. like, I'm nervous because things aren't going well. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you go there. Uh, Jeff will have more on Fine Bolt this week. You can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Obviously, you can always follow the coin on Twitter at lcoin. And the craziest person alive, most insane, many say, Tim Andercust. Tim Andercust. That is not my name. They did send me more of this menu if you want to hear some of the options. Yes. So here are the vegetarian things that you can get, Tim. You can get a grilled Swiss portobello sandwich. So is this a la carte? Is that how this thing works? Ah, I, listen, I can pick and choose of what I want to get here. I didn't know if it was like buffet style or whether you order... Buffet style? Like, maybe. like they bring in a like... Press, I don't, ha like I don't have fucking Jerry Jones's box that we're going to. Okay, okay. So portobello mushroom, that's a pass, but okay. Um, yeah, so you just it would show up, be delivered, and brought into the suite. Uh, the, a, kale, gotcha. a kale and mushroom pizza. We can get some Mediterranean dips. A trio of healthy dips if we want to. A margarita no. pizza. No. Veggie pita kebabs. No. 
Oh, deluxe donut holes. That sounds like something you'd probably take to the bathroom or something, you creep. But I'd eat those. <laughs> I bet you they'd be good. So anyway, that this is the menu that I'm ordering off of, just to make sure. I don't know who's vegetarian, who's not, so it's best just to get all vegetarian food, and that way that person won't feel left First, out. You know all the people who are coming, and you do know whether they are or not I don't know what you're up to on any day of the week. That's not true. Don't you know, said I'm the most predictable person ever. You know exactly what I'm doing every day, according to you. Well, I mean, your phone knows what you're doing every day. It does. It Although it didn't know last week because I went somewhere on a Saturday night and it had no idea that I was out. Oh, my God. A Jeff. friend of ours. Okay, Jeff. go ahead. Jeff, we went to, it was our friend's birthday. Um, yeah. And we, we got to the place. And you know those, like, Philips lights that you can just control the lights from your phone and they can, like, change colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tim, the, he started showing Tim that he had, like, lights that he could change colors with from his phone. And Tim was, like, slack-jawed looking at it. Like, it was, you know, from, it really from the future. Like, this was... It was the coolest thing. It's like the light bulbs were, like, internet hotspots that you could <laughs> click onto the application, and it could change color. And not only could it change color, you could change the gradient of that color. So let's say I want my light to be blue. Well, then you choose that, but then you click the blue wheel... And then the light can be any shade of blue you want. Right, and you magic. can control one light bulb from an application and then another light bulb. Then you can change how dim you want it. Like there's no dimmer switch or anything. You can actually say, oh, I want it to be 33% or I want it to be 56%. It was so cool. And I'm sure most people haven't seen these. Oh, yeah. Glad we well, well, let's, let's go to me for a second here, Tim. So, well, oh, what do we got? We got blue right you there? Run oh, a fancy, oh, you oh. run a Are, are we going to have to crank that up? Oh, what if we have to crank it down a bit and dim it? Oh, just so it's not as bright. Oh, let's, let's crank it back up again. Oh, I don't know. You maybe maybe, maybe podcast, red. It's not, it's, you run a fancy podcast. They're the same You're fucking the lights person. on the ground. The average person doesn't have lights that change color everywhere they go in their house. And so, and probably you've never seen it in the, in the flesh like we did. And so, yeah, I was really, really, really impressed by these. I actually know on. a loser. Oh, shit. I you guess you could lay your out. cards on the table there, didn't you, Jeff? I know a guy who done his whole. I don't even know him, but this guy who I'm like aware of, LED'd his whole house. He's really it's so like, cool. I would love to have light douche. bulbs that change colors. It like costs that. fucking nine dollars at the grocery at the yeah. supermarket. Well, I, I heard I, those light bulbs are actually very expensive. I gotta go do Hanukkah candles. Okay, so, okay. we we will let you go then, Jeff. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. Are your Hanukkah candles LED lights that you can change the color of? Good question, Jeff. Sour cream or applesauce? Neither. Really? Oh, I, I, I'm all about the applesauce for. Uh, yeah, I guess if uh, I had to pick. Yeah, you and my uh, my one and a half year old son both love applesauce. Not shocking. Well, it's anyway, be they're better. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Thank you all for watching. Sub to the channel, smash the like, and sub to the newsletter, and play in the listeners league. Well, you are here. Congrats to the giveaway winners. I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.